If you have questions or comments, we have multiple ways we can be reached. Twitter is of course the best way for those who need instant gratification and the show's Twitter feed is at Skimpod. S-K-I-M-P-O-D. For the more patient amongst you, the email address for the show is podcast at stayscrunchymilk.com. Crunchy again being spelled with a K. We are available by Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course the website, stayscrunchymilk.com. Now I ask that you please rate, review, subscribe, and share the show because honestly, I don't do that shit. And I need someone to pick up my personal Twitters are Tatum216, Lunchbox2099. And I'm your host, the Internet's Tayrail713. I think I hit all the notes. So haphazardly, randomly enough, 10 years ago, <laughs> me, this dude, this dude, another dude who was no longer down with the team, but he's still my homeboy, so we show him love, sat around the coffee table with my house right here and recorded the first two episodes of this very show. And the uh, first episode, we was just like, let's just see what it sounded like, how we doing, what it do. And after we, as soon as we finished it, it was like, we got to do another one. We got to do another one. Because like, the intention was, of course, to just record an episode zero, see how it sounds, make sure it works, make sure it does what it does. But Ant was so hype. He's like, we got to do another one right now. And so episode one of Stage Crunchy and Milk was recorded that day. It was a delight. And uh, we've been doing it for 10 years. And uh, I'm very proud of that. It's like a lot of people come and go and so forth. And but week by week, <laughs> we've only missed a couple of weeks. And if I missed it, I gave you a show anyway, because that's just how it, it functions. And so we ain't so bad at this podcast game. And I'm very proud of, of you gentlemen uh, for for your support and 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 being a part of this, because anytime y'all can be like, I'm tired. And made two children in the midst of these 10 years. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We've had some people come. We had some people go. And uh, it's been an experience. And I'm grateful to, uh, for you gentlemen for being down with the squad, down with the team, down with this situation for this whole time. I am trying not to tear up, but I'm getting there. I'm feeling a little <laughs> bit. So yeah, forgive you, boy, for that. But it's dope, man. And I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm just feeling it. And I, I want to make sure I shared that with uh, you, the listeners, and, and you, my peoples, and, and our guests this evening as we get to it. Um. I don't know. I normally I give you a little cold opening, but I kind of don't know what I, I want to chill with. Hey, you got something? Give me something, man. Give me sure. Uh, <laughs> well, um, I want to say congratulations to all of us. And like, it's funny. We we have some guests here tonight, and you. We are strangers to you, but we've been in your life for like twelve years. <laughs> like, um. We've been not since the beginning because T told me about you guys' show. Um, I remember the first episode I ever listened to was it was you, you guys, Rod and Karen, it was Will and Justin. You guys were having a debate about uh Tyler Perry, and it was just like, There's podcasts like this, (laughs) there's like because but before that, it was just like I was a very loyal, like every week. Um, I listen to every Kevin Smith podcast, mm, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with his podcast. But at the and of course, I listen to Keith and the Girl. That was, it was it wasn't very many podcasts out there, right. but once I found uh, what what T found you guys, and he introduced me to you to you guys, it was just like a whole new world. It was just like I felt seen, like yeah. just 
a black podcast, and not just like a black podcast, but like a black podcast where it was just like regular people. And mm-hmm. it was it opened up a world because you guys listened to uh where well, you guys had on like where's my 40 acres? Mm-hmm. Um the Cold Slither podcast, which is defunct now, but like yeah, you guys had black podcasts on your black podcast, and it was mm-hmm. just like I don't ever have to listen to Kevin Smith again. Not, mm-hmm. not that I didn't, but I don't anymore. Yeah. But you guys um, just opened up a world of what could be. And then after that, you know, we were born. And so, like, first off, I want to just, like, give a thanks to you guys. Like oh, I said, we've been listening you. to you guys for such a long time. Like, um, I remember the first time I was just like, oh, yeah. When you when Rod had a story about working at Wendy's, I worked at Wendy's when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. But inside baseball, that little piece of chi- um, that little mm-hmm. nubbin that everybody took off the piece of chicken, yeah, that never made it to a customer. Fletch. I was like, Fletch. man, <laughs> okay, I felt they was, like they was charging for them break meals, so that was clutch. <laughs> you, could, you could get full without having to pay for it. Like, yeah, I eat them things yeah. all day to this day. Yeah. yeah like yeah more than words can express like i i appreciate what you guys bring to the table um it's been over a decade like like he said i had so many life changes since then but like one constant is you know going in the car or going to work listening to the black guy who tips Oh man, you guys have been in their lives at this point longer than I have. <laughs> that's true. That is true. That is very true. I'm not only about about a year, but still, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But still, that that is that is a fact. You, you, you predate me by like a year or so. Wow. Well, we appreciate <laughs> it, man. Oh, and uh, of course, we're familiar with the show, not just from Darren mm-hmm. being on it, but mm-hmm. you know, I've listened to it uh, more than a few times. You mm-hmm. know. Uh, I know the homie Nick Jew comes on all the time. Yeah, so I'll check her out this over is, there. This is her jam. I love me some uh some Nick Jew, and it's one of the things where uh I have a tendency. I might be a far off, but I actually keep up with people more like than they think I do. I'm kind of one of them local type of people, and so I have seen you guys' consistency. I have seen you continue to put out shows over the years. Like, I might not always, like, reach out and rah-rah, but just know that I am in the background. I tell people, I always cheer. You know, I might cheer silently, but I'm literally always rooting for everybody. And like you said, we've been doing this long enough to see a lot of podcasts come and a lot of podcasts. And I recognize the usernames and stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. Anthony Animal Thug. I remember the first time. <laughs> first time I, I think it was a joke on our show. It was like, man, Tatum not a hard enough name. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta go like animal thug. Like we gotta get this man a, a dope nickname. Um, and Tayrell yeah, as well. Like I recognize your username from social media and stuff too. It's, you know, uh, I feel like especially black social media is it's like a big small world. So we kind of yeah, all yeah. know and get familiar with each other. Um, and then, you know, with y'all podcasting so long, I think it's almost impossible for us not to have heard of y'all, you know, um, it's, it's, you know, honestly, we should have had y'all on just a long time ago, just out of 
pure, you know, coincidence at this point. So we're gonna make th- make sure that it happens. happens. But uh, but absolutely, oh, man, it's, it's dope, and we're and we appreciate y'all being here. And mm-hmm. ten years is such a huge fucking milestone, man. Like, can't take that for granted. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of podcasts. We've looked up studies and stuff where it's like your average podcast makes it like ten episodes. episodes. <laughs> Yep. And like, <laughs> yeah. make it past that. Are you gonna have some form of? It's a lot of. It's a lot of podcast on the ocean floor. You know what I mean? It just didn't quite. Just you know, didn't quite make it across the the middle passage. Uh, so I'm glad that y'all y'all made it. And mm-hmm. um, you know, and every like I said, every time I've ever listened, I've been like, oh, this is fun. They're doing good work over there. Um. I, well, I, well, I uh, think that you. is that is that is praise from Caesar, and uh, I, like I said, I, I tell people uh, <laughs> that, that uh, you know, what I'm saying that, that you are y'all two are the, uh, the 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 godparents of this of this show. It doesn't exist without y'all because y'all saying black people y'all can do this made me and say okay, we can do this and drag yeah. box box along and our other boy along with us when we when we first got it started, and uh, it just I don't know. Uh, it, 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 what, it is something you, I uh one thing you brought up that is 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 I I often forget but I'm sure we're not the first ever podcast but I'm we were definitely pioneers of podcasters working together remotely yes. and recording and yeah. just reaching out to people and being like we're gonna find a way hop on the phone yeah, we're gonna make a we're gonna work. figure this out um we're gonna record this through speakers like like pre Skype. It's one of those things where, like, I would not be shocked if, if you know, someone does a, a study one day and finds out we were, like, the first show on that shit. Because at the time, it was basically, like, you go to your computer, record into this device, and it was, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, podcast is loser shit. You know, you do it, you're, you're talking to yeah. nobody, nothing's live, really. Nope. No chat rooms. No Patreons, no YouTubes, really. Like, couldn't make sounds or anything like that. It's just, yeah, it's just this audio thing where you do it by yourself and you upload it to the internet, and then hopefully people come back. And I'm not saying we're the first to go live and stuff. I, I listen to Keith and a girl live and stuff, but right. I feel like we're one of the first, if not the first, and definitely the first Black podcast to be like, "Hey, man, we like your show." Can, let's figure a way out to be on the air at the same time and then we'll put it out later and uh so I, i'm glad that when y'all brought that up it made me think like yeah man i'm glad we did that because uh you know those are my real homies to this day you know uh and sandy chat that's chris you know where's my boy yeah. and mike and brandon and antoine like all these people became my friends through that fish sticks right <laughs> I'm about to roll out. I, I was gonna say this a little later. I might as well do it now because you bring it up and it's a good time. This is the list of people I know, and in some cases, I met in real life via the blackout tips. <laughs> the official cheese eater of the show. That's Mrs. Rachel Smith. It's <laughs> my homegirl. Uh, Me and Rachel got divorced at the same time, and mm-hmm. via the show, we knew each other, and we basically helped each other get through our divorce together. We got like it was like the exact same month we got divorced. It was terrible. We got through our divorce together as friends. She's now remarried, a very happily married woman, and, and mm-hmm. so forth. But me and Ra- Rachel's been on the show. You know what I'm saying I'm very, very, very much. That's my homegirl. We talk all the time. Dexter from Shadow Dog Productions and Lisa Odom. Mm-hmm. I met them both at a film festival. They came with, they did a film festival here in Ohio. Wow. Came up here. I drove to go to that film festival because you know you guys said, hey, make sure you go if you can go check it out. I got a speeding ticket going to that film festival. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Because when I got there and I and I met Dexter, and I told him he's like. 
Oh man, here I'm gonna get you in free. Don't worry, you ain't gotta pay, man. Oh, nice. <laughs> I got the beating ticket. That's a good dude. Dexter yeah. is a great dude. Salt of the earth, like for sure, for sure. I talked <laughs> a year, like some years ago. I was like, man, I wouldn't mind trying to get together a local uh, podcast festival. And he, because he had done film festivals, I, I, he was the, one of the first people I reached out to, and he was like, here's some steps you'd have to take to get it in, and he, and it's it's probably easier than you think it is, but also more challenging than you think it is. So mm. that's always something that's in the back of my mind, trying to get a local world podcast festival going, because probably some local people around here doing the dang thing. I wouldn't mind trying to support, all of us trying to support one another. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, official librarian, Jessica Kang. Jessica yeah. Kang and I are internet friends, but we speak relatively regularly, because I'm saying her people is from like uh, Kentucky, which is just a state beneath us. So whenever she come through and got like, uh, whenever she come back home, she almost always is presents talking about stuff that going on in just north of there, which is in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So we always just show each other love and chat. So I consider that the the, the homie, uh, Aaron Ashy Ashy Three Classy. You know what I'm saying, literally been in my been in this house to record a show before and has hung out with me. We went to a foreign exchange show that we just both having to be at and so forth. So that's the guy mm-hmm. too. Uh, Amber P. Amber P. Uh, my so called uh, bipolar life and healthy geeky Amber is. is mm-hmm. Literally met her at PAX in Boston. We talk regularly. We keep up on each other's Apple Watch. So, you know what I'm saying? We still exercise and stuff. So that's another person. This is a weird, this is a random one that nobody's going to know, but I'm going to tell you. But anyway, DeAndrea Jones. DeAndrea Jones is somebody I grew up going to youth church with. And when I had Facebook, of course, I was in the Black House, his Facebook group. And she saw my picture and was like, is your mama so and so? And I'm like, yeah, who? Oh, Bob and Bob and Cookie, that's your people. Oh my God, how's your brother? We we reconnected years after I had been not going to church, just via the black owl tips. And I just I just find it so wonderful. And there's probably there's probably plenty more that I'm 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 not intentionally leaving out. So you know what I'm saying? As as Nick says, trying to my head, not to my heart. Mm-hmm. But I just I want to just get like I said, I want to give y'all peas, man. It's just I came across the show through the most random things. I've been on Twitter forever. Some mm-hmm. dude tweeted, I'm about to listen. Oh, it's my favorite day of the week. I'm about to listen to uh, my favorite podcast, Gamer Tag Radio, which has been around forever, y'all. It's one mm-hmm. of the old school podcasts that's been around for like, I think, 20 some odd years. Shouts out to uh, ooh, Peter and and and, and uh, Paris and all those guys who do that show. And he said, and the black guy tips. And I promise you, it was just those words stuck out to me. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm a black guy and I tip. Because, of course, you know what I'm saying? We all know the stereotype the black folk didn't mm-hmm. tip, but we do. And I was like, let me get us a listen. And it was over. It was done deal after that. You know what I'm saying? I pulled, I dragged Anthony along for a little, made box listens a few episodes. I, I shared with everybody my full, full disclosure, I didn't know that stereotype until he explained it to me. <laughs> I'm glad about that though. That's that's that's, that's kind of dope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, 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 that. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Cause like <laughs> I remember our local sports radio, uh, this is also before I started podcasting. Uh we would have like the um uh, CIAA tournament come to town. That's the uh, black college tournament for North Carolina. And they would, these white men would have these jokes about black people and how like the restaurants weren't going to get tipped and shit. And they were bringing like this black dude who was kind of like a buffoon and he'd lead the jokes. And I used to get so pissed because I'd just be like, that's not funny. One, how about y'all talk about the racist policies at these hotels and restaurants downtown? Yes, because we talk about talk the fact that uh, they like discriminate. They they change like the dress code. They raise rates. They raise the money rates. They they make tipping mandatory. Yep. 
as far as like a gratuity uh they charge when they don't do that when like nascar comes to town they don't do that shit or the ncaa so like i used to get pissed <laughs> and i don't and um I and then also as a waiter, I used to get pissed because that was a huge stereotype of black people don't tip. And my thing was like, I don't know. I think everybody tells when they get good service, but the right. kind of person that think black people are inferior and won't like spend money is probably the kind of person that's not gonna give them good service. It's, Seems like a real cash twenty two right there. And so um, <laughs> sure. I didn't have that issue when I like I got stiffed by everybody just as much as everybody else like and i'm not saying it was a, a high rate of getting stiff it was a low rate for everybody but i mean it wasn't no no rhyme or reason someday it'd be an old person someday it'd be a motherfucker that's sitting over there smoking by himself some days you know it'd be black people some days it could be anybody but black people got stuck with that thing so that was the reason i chose that for my blog name at the time was to be like i'm a black guy i tip and i'm glad that it reached you in that way as opposed to the people who think like, oh, he think he exceptional. Only black guy who tips. So yep. what you is? It's, it's like I never said the only or anything. Just I'm one, and if you know one, then stop using that stereotype. So thank you. I'm glad it reached yeah. you. Yeah, again, that's 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 how that's how I set foot in this. And like I said, everything radiates from that one tweet, which is so uh, funny to me. Twitter is such a weird place now. Yeah, but but once upon a time, Twitter was kind of brilliant. I do and, miss. Uh, so I, I miss people tweeting stuff they like. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> no more. Yeah, <laughs> I miss that. Yeah. We used to try to get something trending because we we were into it, you know. Yeah, I'll sure. Now since I'm mad about day, it, um, I was sitting like, well, let me a little um, inside baseball. We worked together, mm. and T walked past my desk, and he was like. Man, I was listening to this podcast and it was talking about Captain Crunch cutting the roof of your mouth. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I listened to it and it's um, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's part of uh what we do now and stage crunchy and milk um is Captain Crunch's uh, tagline. So it's a yeah. direct derivation of it. And I yeah. never put that together till just now. And because like I said, when Ant say it, stage crunchy milk is the name of the show. Yeah. I was like, Fuck it. It was just, it rang in my head like just because some Ooh. old commercials were saying literally Captain Crunch was like say stage yeah. crunchy milk. But now you put it back to that, bruh. Yeah, you know, you just blew my own mind on that one. Karen just bought some Captain Crunch on our way from the store coming back here. So just, <laughs> uh, right on my fridge right now. Yeah, she just got delivered this morning, <laughs> and she gonna eat it all herself because I I do stay crunchy <laughs> milk and it tear the roof of my mouth up. So she got. <laughs> <laughs> My roof of my oh mouth my feeling like the, the LA feeling like Staples Center and shit. But <laughs> hanging from the roof of my mouth. I'm good. Oh no. Oh my goodness. All right. My 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 youngest child so, so, told me to make sure I tell y'all hello. Oh. And my lady told me to make sure I, I tell Karen, hold on, I want to read it directly. She said, make sure you tell Karen I love her and that she has a kind soul. Oh. So there you go. That is from Vanessa. Who loves you and says you have a kind soul? My kid listens to the show. Uh, in fact, y'all have read his review on the show. He re- he told you I, I when one of his reviews that mm-hmm. y'all get too many, so I'm definitely not gonna know it. But he was like, I listen with my dad because we have been listening since he was itty bitty. Wow, so, oh. <laughs> that's a family business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I do this with, with my folk. But let me uh, 
spit some flows right quick and do his proper introduction. We will get into an actual show, people, and uh, we're going to talk some more to Ron Karen. Worry not. I got I got a bunch of questions. I'm sure okay. Ant does, too. It's going to be great. And uh, here we go. Oh, wow. Ten years, a decade. Isn't that wild? There are so many shows that do three episodes and then fade. And y'all have been in here for the long haul. Uh, So many things have changed over the years in the world, in your lives. And here you are still doing your thing. That's something to be so proud of. I was thinking about it and I just bear with me. There are people who were learning their times tables when your show came out. Now they can serve in the military and vote. Like, you know what I mean? Like putting in perspective just how much time has passed and just, it's just amazing. And I'm so proud and congratulations and rock on. Peace to my nigga Josie Mo. And we gonna keep it moving like soul to soul. Hey, Raps is the coldest, even though I feel like the oldest 28 year old I know. Remember back in the days on the GTA when me and Aunt Gillis used the bus pass. Now I go out on the road, come home, see my kids like, damn nigga, when you get a mustache? In 98, lost my stepfather. Around the same time that I met my partner. Going around campus as shit starters. Goddamn time passes like Brett Favre. And if you try to catch up, then don't even bother. That's why I can't do the shit I used to do no more. This world will try to break you with lies and fables. Make you not even believe in you no more. Had to get back to me. Get back to mine's. Get back to fam, get back to rhymes, lay down at night and say without shame, today I'm a man, today I was a man, tomorrow I'll be the same. Be a bonfire when others are just flame, be a memory when others are just a name. That's real words from a true heart. You can't take it as an old ending or a new start. What's your thought? Hello and welcome to it. It is Stage Crunchy and Milk, Cleveland's longest running podcast. Check me on it if you think I'm lying. It's episode 494, and no, we aren't working loss prevention in Winnipeg. I am your host, the Interstate Row 713, joined as always by my best friends, the man of a thousand nicknames, the 216 zone, Chesterfield Rockwell, Big Anthony, Anthony, Animal Thug Tatum, Tatum 216, it's my homeboy Anthony. Hello. Think Welcome got to all, our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> of course, along with the big homie, Lunchbox 2099. All right, this one's going to have a little Cleveland flair in it. Not, <laughs> not in what I actually say, but if you listen to the whole song, they would be there. Okay, okay. fair enough. <clears throat> you called yesterday to basically say that you care for me, but you're just not that... <laughs> that you care for me, but that you're not... What the hell? That you care for me, but the that you're just not in love. Sorry, the lines were all kind of moving. Immediately... I pretended to be feeling similarly, and you led me to believe I was okay. To just walk away from the one thing that's unyielding and sacred to me. All right, who is it? That's a Mariah Carey breakdown. Man, ding, that ding, not, ding, ding, every ding. time you read it, it doesn't sound anything like what you're reading to me, man. That's the point. <laughs> Where? <Yeah. laughs> oh, my goodness. My lyrics, of course, is from uh, North Carolina's own <laughs> little brother. That is uh, from, uh, off the song, uh, When Everything is uh, New, from uh, from the mm-hmm. album Get Back. It was either going to be a North Carolina flows, or I was going to go to upstate New York and put them Griselda dudes <laughs> for, for, for Karen's uh, uh, you know family lineage of upstate New York. But I went <laughs> with little brother because I love him. And, uh, I'm just glad. I just like that verse. I'm just glad you didn't do the baby. 
you know. I feel oh. like <laughs> that's the only rapper from Charlotte, North Carolina, anybody knows. So I'm like, and I'd have been well, like, oh. Could that have worked for both? Because wasn't he born in Cleveland? Yeah, he was born in Cleveland, so that would have been perfect. That would have been yeah. perfect. I mean, until he ruined <laughs> well, it. He did shoot a nigga down in y'all state. He didn't shoot nobody up here. <laughs> <laughs> and I guarantee our Walmart are probably worse. If he would have yeah, shot somebody in right. the steel yard, that, he would have just he probably would have just walked away and been. Yeah, that would have been, been a Tuesday. That would have been a Tuesday. <laughs> that, was the, that was the Cleveland jumping out in him. He was like. Oh, literally, literally, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and of course, we are joined by none other than the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. It is Rod. It is Karen. I am so grateful to have you guys here. So excited to have you here. Excited to ask some dumb questions and hope you uh, take them well and so forth and so on. It's going to be great. <laughs> Welcome okay. to the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I feel like we're supposed to have a verse too. So, uh, uh, oh, feel free. Pumps and a bump. How now? <laughs> now many say a big butt, but if you're hip, you know that it's a phone crud. It's making the brothers go crazy in the two G. Shake like hey. a bottle girl, fine as wine G. So when I hear I got a step to a fine thing, never been a coward because it's an east side thing. Just step right up to the girl with the big butt. Tell her what's up. <laughs> you got some pumps. And a bump. No right. lie. Yeah. You no just, lie. You just sent that the other day, right? I just sent like in our uh, in our Instagram group yeah. chat. The, I think the I, pumps. I literally watched that like last night. Yeah, I sent it to our <laughs> to our group chat. Like yeah. the pumps and the bumps. Like I'll never forget. Like I think I was a uh, like a junior in high school. Mm. My cousin was obsessed with that song, and it was old at that point. But I'll never forget, like, all uh, this is before twerking, but like, her and all her friends is like dancing to this song. I'm like, ah. so uh, what happened to you, Hammer? What, what yeah, happened he, to um, he, he definitely shocked us all. Nobody yeah, was ready yeah. for it. I, I was not ready. It's weird, too, because like, um, I know now probably people go up for it more than they did at the time. But because I don't know why, because he's not a bad looking man, but like there wasn't even like a, oh, okay, I'll see what you working with, Hammer. It was like, bro, what you doing? Like maybe because I mean, he went from, like kid friendly because, you know, he had a cartoon and stuff. Maybe he went from kid friendly to like hardcore selling sex too fast. There wasn't no in between stage, but it, it was weird that like it wasn't even a reaction of like, okay, like it was a very like, bro, put your penis away. Yeah, like that, that was what it was for me. Like I was used to hammer pants, not hammers hammer being out. <laughs> I don't know anybody like who's comfortable with a banana hammock that's not French or um or Italian. Like, no, man. I feel like uh male strip clubs have been in business for a reason. You know, there's people are into it, but they just didn't want it from him. It it was something about <laughs> Him else. doing it that made yeah. it be like, even though, like I said, he's not a bad looking man at all. But Did see, he this become is, a preacher later on? Yeah, yeah. like a week after this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the thing is, is like, I understand. See, this is the thing. Like, stripper culture for women is one thing. Right. But like, stripper culture for men, like, they have one night, one male review. It's one night right. only. <laughs> right. Like, a, you know, 
I don't know any male strip club that's open every day. So Hammer, I don't know what he was thinking. It was just weird. Like, a, you didn't even see like other dudes into it. Like nobody, like like I don't know how that happened. That no, I feel like I, I haven't gone back and look at the video since. Uh, because like I felt like it was forced upon us in college. It was like it would just be on. I'd be like in the cab, like come on, put your dick away, man. I'm eating chicken. But I, I it does feel weird that like that like not nobody was into it feels like a over the top you know like reaction as opposed to like a few like it would make more sense if it was like 25 percent of like people liked it and then 75 percent of us was like put your dick away it was like 98 percent of people saying put your dick away the 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 worst part about that video is his dick was the, like the main character of the video there was <laughs> yeah. no pumps and no bumps in the video I didn't oh. see not one pair of high heel shoes it was nah. only dick it was like it was women in the video, but I just feel like his dick took over the focus of the it whole did. thing. It's, it like did. I think he wanted to do some rump shaker shit, and it just turned into yeah. his pelvis thrusting so much that we was like, "Bro, we didn't come for this." No, we did not. Like that's what Rex and Vex <laughs> understood. It was all dicks and no saxophone. It was all dicks and no saxophones. Was it play? Because he had that song "Pray," right? Pray that's why on, we pray. It was on like his second album or first album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got to. So he was definitely it. praying at some point, and then decided I'm pulling the dick out. Is that when he was well, on death row? Let's that, be honest, that, that, so. that was the death row. That's a, a lot of preachers move. So I honestly, when you start talking about praying, we should have seen the dick coming. Like, oh, this man <laughs> got one day. Say the penis went too far behind. Oh, my it was like a dick metronome. It just kept going. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's going to be sticking, but so far, that's the show. So dick metronome. Thank you, sir. I do feel like if you go back and look at his old songs and then think about what happened, it, it all was foreshadowing. You know? Oh, yeah. Gotta that's, what, that's what those big ass fans was hiding. Have you seen her? What's she running from, Hammer? Hammer, <laughs> Hammer, don't hurt her. Don't hurt him. Like that makes sense. <laughs> like it's a lot of songs now. I'm looking back, like you know what, bro? You just trying to tell us. Yeah. If if, if, just, if you really look at it, Jackhammer is the ultimate dick move. It's just. It's, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> <the ultimate dick laughs> he was like, you oh can't touch God. this, and nobody wanted. Yeah, to. you can't touch this. Yeah, Aaron, you, I'm telling you, that's he was telling us. That was my jam. This I theory that 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 is. That is and hammer pants. You couldn't tell me. I said, I had me patent leather shoes <laughs> and hammer pants and shit like that. You couldn't tell me nothing with the best and everything with my Jerry Curl. I was oh, so All right, so that's, 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 that is not my intentional question, but it's a good question. I don't dance. I'm a black man who don't dance. Just, I'm a, I'm, 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 I always felt uncomfortable, never felt good in my skin enough to do it. Mm. I kind of was shaking shimmy at a wedding or something like that, but I don't dance. Were y'all two like dancers? Were y'all saying were y'all people who attended dances and got out there and, and got your groove on? Like, was you a Karen dance? Yeah, I'm about to get out here and have a good time. Karen dances and I don't. Roderick, no. Like, I, yeah. as long as the music is going, I will be moving. Yeah, I'm too self conscious mm-hmm. and had anxiety and shit. I'm and, like, fuck it, let's go. And I'm an introvert. <laughs> I like I like talking to people, getting to know them and shit. But uh, like, if it's a thing where like. Uh, like uh, my brother's wedding, like I danced there because it was my brother's wedding. But in general, exactly. I, it's just not my thing. 
Yeah, I, well, I barely danced at my own wedding. <laughs> yeah, it's rare that Roderick actually moves like, and you know, as you get older, your body changes. So I drop it like I got a four one k now. You know, and so nowhere near as low as it could have been. No, like I like I got health health insurance now. Like the moves are really different, but I do get out there and move around. <laughs> nice, nice. You could only drop it with a six percent match. Come on. Come on. You better be matching. That's the only thing to go get me moving. Oh my God. I will get I will sing at like like weddings. I like I can't help myself. They're playing a song. You know they go into playing Don't Stop Believing that just every trust me, it's mostly white weddings I've attended in my in my in my time. Black folk ain't playing Don't Stop Believing too much, I don't think. I'm about to say I will, I don't think that's you play that song, I'm on it. Mm. It's my shit. God, I love that song. <laughs> you know who I left off this list with? With no intention, so we we gonna clear that up right this instant. Is of course one Nick Juju. Yeah, who I'll, is? Yeah, I want y'all to say like that. I, I just said it last week on this on this very show, but I'm gonna repeat it to y'all too because y'all like I said. Nick used to call into y'all show from Oakland, and I remember that shit like that's mm-hmm. crazy. You know what I'm saying that somebody calling from Cali over here and so forth and so on, and, and y'all y'all always had fine interactions with uh, with, uh, with her and so forth, and I think we end up just clicking up via probably when, when even when she had a Facebook page further back in the day and just been riding ever since. And then we went to DC, uh, forgive me, Poughkeepsie. I always like to you know, correct myself on that. We went to the, uh, the uh, to see a, a, a play uh, a couple of years back. It was a Sailor Moon production. They did Sailor cool. Moon live. Oh, okay. It was amazing. You know saying? If you like Sailor Moon, you, you got to imagine somebody doing a, a whole Sailor Moon production live on stage. It was amazing. Oh, I, and it was, it was a part of Japan selling the Olympus at that point in time, I think, or something like that. They, they just came through with a bunch of like historical stuff. But that's when me and Nick finally, after after so many years, met in person. My family loves Nick. My my lady regularly talks to Nick. I talk to Nick all the time. We have a whole other show that we do with Nick. That uh, heads up, people, is coming back in about two weeks. I think she says she she's a little busy for the next couple of weeks. But the Great American Baking Show has now uh, uh, appeared on a. Uh, Roku, and that's what we do. We review those shows, and so we we are going to. Yeah, don't worry, we are going to do that that series as well. We just got a couple. We gonna wait a couple of weeks, and we'll get to it. But love must be shown to 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 one Nick Jew because that is my folk and my people, and I love her to death. And like I said, my people love her to death. He's good people. Um, uh, yeah. Nick and Reggie, uh, they're really good people. And uh, when we was talking about how the internet and things used to be different. This is before people had agendas and brands and people were literally just being themselves. And uh, we ended up uh, meeting Nick and Reggie in person. And like they did, they pod- started their podcast like uh, six months to a year after that. And we was talking, me and Roger just sitting listening to them talking. We was like, y'all should start a podcast. They looked at us like we were crazy. <laughs> but we was like, no, it's the way y'all communicate with each other. Like you can actually, sometimes you can tell that there's something special there. Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, same thing. Nick comes to North Carolina. My mother-in-law asks about Nick all the time. She- yeah, I think she like did a Thanksgiving with us at one time. Mm-hmm. You know, like we we seen her was in New York. York. Like I probably text and talk to her. You know, once a week or so. And um, yeah. yeah, just another example of like this internet shit is like real <laughs> you can make friends off of it and um yeah. you know like she's just one of the realest people i know period mm-hmm. once upon a time people the internet used to be a very uh chill place that you can make friends at and not you know 
make enemies at and suck for it. Now, Rod, you said uh, you've mentioned most about you was on. What's that? What's the what's the what's the hip hop message board you was on? S F H O. What was it? S O H H. S O H H. Online hip hop. All right, so you was an S O H H dude. Mm-hmm. I was an okay player. Them motherfuckers was not cool. The weirdest internet beef ever, and I didn't know why it existed as such. I'm old school player. Like if you like, if I wouldn't logged in, it, it, it says charter member. I'm, I've been there for almost wow. since like they opened up the website. So that's yeah. one of the ones that I, I it's still my homepage all these years later. Wow. It's not being the boards. It doesn't but the, seem like okay player age better than SOHH, but that could just be a me thing. I think I aged out of the message board life. You know, I think uh, yeah. it got, it was starting to affect me some of the negativity. And um, I remember I used to share like our podcast on there and, mm-hmm. you know, it would, it would get less traction obviously over time because either people are listening or they're not. Uh, but, you know, you share it and it's like, it was one of the first places we got feedback and comments and fans and stuff. So that was like really cool. And then just at some point, it just it just turned into people being like, man, you know, like, let me say some trolling shit to you. And I was like, I don't know if I want people like joking on my wife, especially in the way that they do it. Like, it's right. not a, like, it's like you said, it's, it's real to me. So you yeah. making jokes about like my wife, my relationship and all this stuff is a lot less uh it's less entertainment it's more like oh if i saw this person in real life they wouldn't talk to me like that agreed and um yeah so i I ended up leaving the message boards but it was even when i was there there was like a weird kind of detachment i had from certain things because like i never i thought it was weird people didn't like people from other message boards like to me that was a weird thing that like they just talking about hip-hop over there wouldn't we be friends shouldn't we all be like Oh, we love the roots too, but these motherfuckers were like, man, fuck them. It's like I don't even understand what just happened. I never, I never got it. It never made sense to me. I was only in like three boards on OK Players boards, and it was the mm-hmm. uh, the lesson, which is where they talk about music, mm-hmm. uh, tech stuff, which came years later. Actually, they they didn't have the tech tech board initially, and past the popcorn, which is where they do entertainment stuff. At. Okay, and those was the only places I hung out at, and it's like they're very specific. <laughs> Mm. Even now, like so, I use Reddit a bit, but my, my I, I, I silo off my use of Reddit very specifically. It is, yeah, uh, I, I think I just burned out or something because I used to love being on there entertaining people. But also, you know, the podcast took off, and I had an entertainment outlet, and Twitter kind of replaced sure. the message board for me. Uh, at the time, I was like an early adopter of Twitter, and it kind of like got uh, went a little bit viral on there, and is. It was like, okay, I can't go back. I'm not going to go somewhere where people are talking shit about me. That's just, who the fuck is, I'm not a master. Sure. You know I mean? So like, yeah. it was like, oh, I would just stay over yeah. here with, with these people. And what's funny is I feel like Twitter turned into the message board it did. eventually. Like, like it was just a matter of time until that shit turned into like a lot of people roasting each other and going in. So maybe it's just the humans that are the problem, not the, uh, <laughs> the medium. <laughs> <laughs> humans are the problem. That is that is a factual statement. Um, all right, here I, I, I'll hit you with some of the actual my questions I actually wrote down here, and that is, of course, where did y'all two meet, and how long, like, was y'all with each other? If y'all was like, oh, this is a forever thing. This is this is the person I'm going to be with for my for the rest of my days. Uh, me and Roger have known each other since elementary school. We actually grew up in the same neighborhood. Uh, not too far uh, from each other. So we went to the same elementary, same middle school, 
well, they called them middle school, the junior high school, same high school and actually same college. Mm-hmm. And so, mm. you know, we kind of have been with each other throughout the, the longevity of our Yeah, lives. we met on a bus, I I guess, if, if you, like, were writing a, a movie and you needed a meet cue, there's probably us on a bus. Um, you can't sit she here. Just, yeah, she saved me a seat. Yes, and I was uh, adamant about that, and a bus driver would tell people, don't you sit there. <laughs> yeah, so she saved me a seat, and then she just started saving it for me every day, and we were friends and uh we would talk every day we talk over the summer on the phone and stuff yep. and uh you know eventually uh like i think 15 or 16 i asked her to go with me you know i don't know if y'all remember those <laughs> y'all days. remember those days the, yeah. the, the, the court the courting days and it was one of those days where uh roger was special because i'm an extrovert and i talk and i mean i will talk a motherfucking building down and so it was one of those things where Roger would sit beside me and he really wouldn't talk. I would just talk and I would just, <laughs> and he would listen to me. And it'd be one of those things where he was one of the few people that actually remembered what I said, because I talked mm. so much that most people dismissed me consistently because they thought I was just yibber yakking. And so I remember when me and Roger had first started dating he would tell me things and I just would not believe him. And then I remember he had bought up something that I had said a while ago. And I was like, something special about him. He actually remembered what I said. And that's what kind of made me kind of drew me into him. Cause like, okay, he actually cares. He's not actually just quote unquote appeasing me, you know? And as I've gotten older, I understand why parents get irritated with talking ass kids. Cause I was one of them talking <laughs> ass kids. Like my mom will fall asleep and I wouldn't give a fuck. I would talk her. She wake up. I still be talking. <laughs> I was that kid, you know? <laughs> so it's like, as an adult, I was like, Oh shit. I was fucking nerve wracking. You know, uh, as as a child, and I am very grateful and thankful for Roger. But yeah, about sixteen, um, I think it was was it before was it right before your birthday, my birthday? I think it was right before my birthday. Your birthday, my birthday. Yep. Uh, so, and then the other thing was, um, I I proposed when we were in college. Mm-hmm. I want to say I was maybe a junior, and she was a sophomore <laughs> or something. So. I guess, it, you know, but I, even before then, I thought, you know, this is the one for me. This is the person. So, um, you know, very fortunate to find a person is, you know, it's, I feel like people have all these like hard and fast rules about relationships, but I don't really subscribe, subscribe to any of that shit. I feel like it's different for everybody. And if you know, yeah. then that's when you know. And that's when I felt like I knew. And I mean, I, I still feel like I know. So <laughs> it's like. It seems to be working out. Uh, so, uh, so I think I'm, I think it's fine. He must do love me. Glad he did in the contract. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we get up every year. You know, right. everybody check off the paperwork. I get annual renewal. Going well. So I'm good. Oh my god. I, I I I love y'all love story. I love the uh, uh, of course you'll say again. I, I know y'all y'all because <laughs> it's like you know, so I love the story y'all talk of uh, 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 her her taking. I used to go to a play. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I I remember hearing that story and thinking how sweet that was. I was just I just I don't know, man. I dig it. I dig y'all too as as a, as a as a couple. I mean, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Y'all do entertainment stuff, but I like y'all too as people who have found and, and and held on to to love in, in a way that i'm like hell yeah that's yeah. that's, that's, that's that good and, rich 
loving history that I love to see. You know what I'm saying? The thing is, we actually believe in love, which is something a lot of people claim they believe in, but they actually don't. And you can tell it just by talking with them. Oh, no, no. You don't believe in like love, love, the foundation of love and just a pure love. Like, you know, some people's love comes with all types of strings and attachments and things like that. But, you know, I believe in the foundation of love. So that's why a lot of the TV shows, a lot of reality TV shows that kind of poke fun at love, I don't watch because I'm like, no, no, no. Y'all are making fun at something that I personally take seriously, which is love. Yeah, I think think also just in general, it's just different for other people. It's Mm -hmm. different for everybody. So it's what you define it. You know, hopefully... You know, if that's something you're pursuing, you can find it. But, um, you know, I think uh, is a lot of it is just attitude and luck and work and all that stuff working together. And um, I'm glad that the main thing f- for me is I'm just glad to be happy. You know, I feel like it, there's people that got all the shit on paper and then they just seem miserable. <laughs> You know, it's like, and, and and I mean, you, as someone that went through a divorce, I I know I know you understand and just say like, is 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 not just the 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 optics of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like happiness is a well, even if somebody's alone, you can feel the happiness come off of them. I think um, it was uh, uh, this porn star Zoe Zen has a, a TikTok <laughs> that went viral, and her TikTok went viral as relationship advice. And one of the things she said was, don't take advice from married people. Don't take advice from single people. Take advice from happy people. Um, now, I don't know how many people know that, that she's a porn star because they were sharing that clip. And I was like, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know she was over on TikTok giving great advice as well. But, uh, but ma'am, you're a legend in two games. Yeah. I like the porn star TikToks where they talk about being cool with dudes with small dicks because that's my wheelhouse. Oh my god! What is up, Skin Pod? This is your boy Mike Fowler, aka Cousin Cecil. Uh just wanted to tell you guys congratulations and a happy 10 years of the Stay Crunchy Milk podcast. Uh, you guys are doing some excellent stuff, like I've said before. Uh, the genuine friendship banter of this podcast is probably what keeps this going strong. And of course, uh, the dedication you guys do to you know, put your name out there, and I was even with the Bake Off, the all the other things you guys like to do under the the skim umbrella, basically. Uh, keep up the good work, and I was the uh, here's to ten more years. Congrats! All right, peace. I'm out. All right, this is what this is a little this is a little random, but this is something I thought about myself. Y'all can consider it for a little bit here if you if you if you need to. Your top five all-time movies. Like, never miss. If you see them on TV, you're going to sit and watch them probably all the way through, so forth and so on. Mm. What's the ones that, like, be like, this is my shit? Because I know you guys are, te- like, legitimately movie review, movie critics. You know what I'm saying? So, associated critics and shit. So, y'all, I trust y'all have good opinions Today, on, on, on such matters. Today, off the top of my head, I'm going to just freestyle. It's probably mostly action um, movies, because Impossible White Man is my favorite genre, so... Um, probably <laughs> Die Hard. Um, 
definitely Enter the Dragon. Um, uh, The Dark Knight, Black mm-hmm. Panther, and and for that last one, I put I put a comedy. I'll say half baked. I've memorized that movie, but it could, honestly, you can ask me three minutes from now. I have five different ones that I feel just as strongly about. <laughs> Uh, for me, like I said, and, and it's and it's going to uh, vary. Uh, the color purple that's a comedy to okay. me. Okay. <laughs> if you watch it so many times, I can see why. Yeah, it's like like I quote lines from that like all of the time. Like like it is everything one of, you one do. My, yes, until you do right by me. You told me. You, you told, told Harpo to beat me. Harpo to know, beat me. Yeah, so we quote lines to each other all of the time. And so that uh, John Wick, anything in the John Wick franchise, I, I, I love John Wick. Uh, I'm going to get you, sucker, one of the same thing. I, I consistently quote lines from that movie all of the time. Happy Gilmore, the same thing, consistently nice. quote lines mm-hmm. from that movie all of the time. And let's see, five. Mm, that's uh, that's a good one. You know what? I would have to go Avengers Endgame. Uh, because oh. I just absolutely love that. Anytime that's on, I will literally stop what I'm doing. I know it's it is that's a movie that you 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 gonna you gonna be there for forty five hours. I don't care if it is playing. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. It is number one on my personal list. I saw it in theaters like five, six times. Mm-hmm. I cried every time. I still cry. Like I watched that. Somebody will have a TikTok or a Twitter or just that, that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Caps sitting there all just all beat down and <sighs> he get that on your left. And it's like, oh. <laughs> it's just tears in my eyes. It's just over for me every time. I can't, believe they, is, I can't believe they pulled that off, man. Like yeah. just as a, one more way. as a nerd that just grew up on that shit and I remember seeing the first Iron Man and being and that mm-hmm. Avengers scene at the end, and you, I was so excited. But I was also like, "How the fuck they gonna do that?" Like, because at that time, <laughs> everything that had come before had been way more misses than hits. Mm-hmm. Like at that point, you yeah. probably could count on like one hand the amount of like untouchable good shit that was comic book related that it came out. Like Blade had had some hits. Um, you could argue the X Men had some hits. I, I thought that I thought those they took it serious, but you know I don't know if they aged the best. But right. I, I remember at the time being like, "Oh, they gave a fuck." Okay, they went and hired some real actors, but uh, th- that motherfucking Iron Man was so good. And, and oh, and you could argue, of course, uh, Spider Man. You know, like Sam Raimi Spider Man yeah. Two yeah. and stuff yeah. with Doc Ock. I feel like pe- at the time people loved it, and um, right, like. 20 something films later you get Endgame and I'm like I'm now in a room a, a movie theater and everybody's a nerd mm-hmm. you know cause at first it was just for the nerds it's like oh yeah Iron Man Thor like this is for nerds yeah. like I'm coming in here and the rest of these motherfuckers are like I guess I'll go see a movie by the end everybody <laughs> in that motherfucker was a nerd they understood multiversal theory they was you know they didn't think it was crazy a raccoon could talk like mm-hmm. It was oh man, it's, oh it's so God. what they did was so dope. Yeah, I that that could have been on my list. Like I said, I could I feel just passionate yeah. about Karen's list. Yeah, like I said, and t- and tomorrow that list is liable to change. Yeah, but you know, like those are my movies, particularly with uh Endgame because 
I didn't read a lot of the comic books. Roger was a comic book nerd. So a lot of times I would use him as a reference when I seen some, who that, what that mean, you know, and things like that. But as time went on, I kind of, the movies were my comic book. And so that right there, it rewarded the true comic book fans and it rewarded the people that had literally been sitting and watching all of the movies. Mm-hmm. And so it was yeah. such a great reward. And I will never forget looking at the screen when Captain America picked up the hammer, looking at the screen when the portals open and actually physically sitting in the theater pre-COVID time and just feeling the energy of everybody around you. It was something special yeah. that I don't think I'll ever forget in my lifetime. I tell people all the time, I think I have enjoyed the, the this post-in-game Marvel output, but a lot of people have been kind of so-so on it. Mm-hmm. And I almost always feel like they have, uh, it's that post-in-game high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, 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 like you can't get there again uh-uh. so everything else just seems less than which, and I'm just like you gotta take really it as what, it is that's what comic books are like that's what that's yeah. like I think the audience left in game and then the next movie came out and then they realized wait a minute this is what the nerdum is it's not a, a, a steep hill always <laughs> going up if you like yeah. comic books you know it goes through major event kind of some trickle down, fall off, some comics you want to fucking forget, a couple editor choices that you're like, what the fuck was they thinking? You know, like Ben Rowley, Spider-Man, what the fuck is this shit? And then, you know, eventually <laughs> they bring it back with like a new villain and a new thing. And uh, this this felt like the first time people saw the entertainment is like, oh, I have to read all this. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. That's, how, that's how you keep up on it. And and, and and your little text at the bottom that says this took place in issue X ninety nine of uh you know what I'm saying superhero whatever so this new Guardians movie was the first time since the new phase started that I felt like I was back in the old phase mm-hmm. with the quality and the story like like I cried twice during this new Guardians movie yeah it was really good it was excellent and then the <laughs> other thing with like Guardians and these movies now. Disney Plus is that little asterisk, right? Everything on Disney Plus is the little asterisk in the box. It's like, you want to know why Wanda went crazy? You need to watch WandaVision. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> you don't. You just watch Wanda and, you know, beat up Thanos and lose vision. And then you're like, damn, she out here killing people? It's like, but you yeah, watch. Don't make sense. <laughs> like, oh, she had a whole fake family situation happening out there. Okay. So I do feel like uh, that's that asterisk. And, um, yeah, Guardians was so good, man. I it gave you that old thing, um, that old feeling. Cause also it's it's not introducing new characters. Mm-mm. It didn't have the albatross of like Chadwick Boseman's death hanging over like Black Panther Two had, right? Which I think Black Panther Two would have been able to achieve that too. But you know, I mean, it it was actually a real life sadness to happen. It's hard to yeah. keep it as just a movie in your I- head. I finally gave that a second watch like two weeks ago to try and see if I felt better about it on the second time. And I did a little bit, but it's still, yeah, like it's still missing that soul that it's a lot, you know, he provided. I, I really don't, couldn't, like, I, I have tremendous respect for Ryan Coogler and that mm-hmm. whole production because I just literally felt like an impossible task. I Like the day I heard he died, I was just yeah. like, well, I don't know what they're going to do. Because... <laughs> Yeah, you talk about the heart and soul of something he was, and so, um, but yeah, Guardians was the first one that really could just be a comic book movie. The meta stuff to it was more like these actors are leaving these roles, Mm 
but it added to the film. Like if you ever seen an interview or something, it's always how Donna's talking about she don't want to do this role no more. It gave higher stakes to the character. You're like, oh, are they gonna kill the character? Or is, you know, what kind of ending are these characters gonna get? You know, and uh yeah, James Gunn deliver is his last film for with Marvel, probably yeah. going to DC. So like, yeah, I, it just had everything working for it. And um I, I still enjoyed a lot of this phase of movies, to be honest. It's just I, I, like you said, it's almost it's just fucking impossible to live up to end game. Like you had yeah. basically a twenty game a twenty <laughs> movie streak of wins where like maybe like like let's say you don't say twenty, but say let's say you had fifteen good to great movies out of twenty. That's a lot of content. The next phase yeah. was not it was just not gonna happen, bro. It was it, like so I think I was able to like not be as harsh towards the Marvel thing because it was like, well, now the other thing about this phase I love is it's way more inclusive. We're getting away from just like Chris's uh, <laughs> doing all the major yeah, roles. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm also <laughs> rooting for the diversity behind it in front of the camera. So, you know, when they're introducing like a Miss Marvel or um, come on, yeah, yeah, that's Miss Marvel. Oh, when they're introducing like a Miss Marvel, Shang-Chi. I'm 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 doubly excited because I'm like, oh, cool! Some other people get to feel what I felt, and so <laughs> maybe I'm rooting for it too hard. And, and true, and also for me, I I'm very sensitive because for some reason everybody gets this fatigue when it comes to non-white mm. men. Women fatigue, blacks fatigue, gays fatigue. All of a sudden, everybody's motherfucking fatigued, and so for me, it it irritates me personally, and I understand. Mm. People are going to have critiques, and some of the critiques are valid. But some of these critiques are based in Gamergate and all this other yeah. shit, too. It has absolutely positively nothing to do with the content itself. It's just the fact uh, that it's, also, not, it's not based in whiteness. Also, a lot of times people just be talking. Agreed. So you can't really even get... Like, like my favorite thing now is when a movie doesn't do well, and it's normally some fucking movie that we all knew wasn't going to do well, right? Like, say Aquaman is going to come out, and Aquaman 2 is not going to probably do that well at the box office. Boy, every headline that weekend has comic book fatigue finally set in and all this shit. <laughs> and then, like, a good movie that we are looking forward to that is the 29th Marvel movie comes out, like Guardians of the Galaxy, crushes at the box office. And all of a sudden, it's like, no one's going to stop and be like, well, clearly it's not comic book fatigue. It's we don't want to see shitty movie fatigue. Right. That's me yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, it's, uh, and for people to come at their homes, particularly uh, with COVID, People have a lot of people have invested in big TVs. They've invested in projection screens. They've invested in good chairs. They've invested in personal gourmet popcorn machines. So they're gonna like, bitch, you're gonna have to do something real good to get my ass at this house. But the good shit does get you out the house. Mario, right. fucking Mario Brothers. Mario was good. It's like I the first, books. like the first billion dollar video game movie. You know, like yeah. people, yeah. people like that kind of shit. It's just you just gotta put it out there. Exactly. Agree. Agree. Uh, before I keep going, y'all, y'all got questions or anything? I don't want to be just rattling, taking, taking the show over. I'm saying, gentlemen, y'all got questions. Oh, I'm good with my, my drop-ins. <laughs> Very good. I, I did <laughs> want to say, um, I do use your technique not only um, uh, when watching movies, but when watching shows. Where uh, Ryan said, uh, uh, "Pause the show. Ask them if they have any more questions before you move on." <laughs> I definitely use that technique. I. Like um, the, the, this whole se- this whole season of um, a snowfall, uh, 
pause it. Do you have anything else you want to say before we um unpause mm-hmm. the show? Yeah, and what I do is I like to muse on the question. Because I don't know the fucking answer, and they're going to tell us after the commercial. <laughs> so, like, you know, Karen will be like, you know, we're watching Star Wars, like the Mandalorian or something, and she'll be like, well, I wonder what he's going to do with that sword or whatever. And I'll hit pause and be like, what, is, <laughs> what could he do with that sword? I mean, he probably could fight somebody with it. Uh, they could sell it, <laughs> go to a pawn shop, and, you know, after like two, three minutes of that, she'll be like, you could just hit play. I'm like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> we can talk more. I need no. to, and then, I need to embrace then, this technique. Currently, my technique is, you know, I'm watching this for the first time, too. That's what I That's try. probably not going to get me nowhere. That's what I try a million times. <laughs> that's not going to work. And this yeah. technique solved it everything. Work. Yeah, I tried yeah, to. It, I tried it definitely to, works. I tried to. We both watching this. How would I know? I tried all this. She so didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Ask the question out loud anyway. But somehow, magically... A lot less questions the last few months. Hey, 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 this is Rachel, a.k.a. Get Off My Planet here to wish all of y'all over at Skim Pond, a.k.a. Stays Crunchy and Milk, a very happy 10 years of making a beautiful podcast together. Here's to 10 more beautiful years. Yeah, I'll, I'll even throw in like, hey, do you want some water? We got You want a cold water, yeah. or a warm temperature water? Can I get you a snack <laughs> yeah. while we're talking about this? Also, what I'll do is like, give me a bowl of cereal. I'll let I'll let us sit there for like another thirty seconds in silence. Like she's just looking at me, and I'm just I'm just looking at her like, and then she'll be like, "You can hit play now," and I'm like, "All right, oh okay, I'm just making sure." Yeah, this one I didn't even write down, but now I'm thinking about it. How many uh, how many streaming services do you actually uh, have? Mm -hmm. And how many do you go the distance and say I'm paying for the commercial free version? We, uh, we, we have, have all, pretty much all, all the streaming them, services. And we do commercial free. I hate commercials. And the only kind of think if we, I don't think we play for commercials on any of them. But we also don't have like YouTube TV or Hulu with live right. or whatever. It's all like yeah. Hulu, no commercials. I, I don't know if Netflix has commercials or whatever yeah. the fuck Amazon tricky Prime. shit they doing. Yeah. Like my thing is like <laughs> my time is valuable and. I, I, you got me, okay. Right. I don't like being annoyed. So if you just gonna, like, I'd rather cancel your shit than watch the annoying version of your shit. Like, right. I used to have Hulu with ads, and every ad was a fucking political ad that was like only germane to me, and it was always like Republican ads because that's who got the money down here. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sorry, bro. They, they would go back to back sometimes and be like. Woke Nancy Pelosi is supporting. <laughs> I'm like, God damn, man! I just want to watch fucking Family Guy. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, as soon as Hulu with no commercials was an option, I immediately j- jumped on that one. So that's been that's been the thing I ride out with. The one that, that literally changed my life, and mm-hmm. I, mean, I know that seems so strange to say, but uh, Netflix. What was the, called YouTube Red at the time? Now they call it YouTube Premium. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No commercials on YouTube. I got the greatest you. thing ever. Yeah. yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. Especially yeah. if you have a podcast <laughs> and you want to play like a clip because every fucking podcast I listen to don't pay. Most of them don't pay for the shit. Mm-hmm. And, and they always have to do that thing where it's like, oh man, I'm going to show you this clip where such and such crazy thing happens. <laughs> like before they hit play and the first thing is, you know, like 
woke Nancy Pelosi is. I'm like, see, <laughs> you just gotta pay. Okay, pay that money. If I could pay for the news services, to, like there was one place to pay for like news articles. Yes. To not have ads mm-hmm. in their videos, I'd pay that shit too, man. I, like, I'm good, bro. I don't. Here's the money. Stop trying to make me buy shit. You got my money already. Well, you. YouTube became unwatchable if you didn't pay for the free version. Right. There were times like I'd pause it to go to the bathroom. I'd be gone for 10 minutes, come back, hit um, hit play. And then because I was gone for too long, they're like, you know what? Here's an ad for your trouble. Right. Then when the ad was done playing, as soon as you come back, you'll get three seconds of the video, another ad. Yep. Uh, the worst. Yeah. Just useless. People, pay, pay for your, uh, just if you can get it, if you can afford it. Pay for the non-commercial version. It's it's, it, it's better for your soul. It's better for your mind. <laughs> yeah, I wonder uh, if people in real life think they hate a TV show, but they really just hate the experience. You know what? Probably exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I fucking uh, to... the American Dad's not funny. I'm like, it's not funny if every three minutes it's an ad. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> what I, what I found interesting is uh discovering just how short sitcoms have become. In the in the present day, you know what I'm saying? In t- it's a TV 30 minutes, but in reality, it's about 19 minutes a show. Yeah. Right. You yeah. can really eat and eat good and fast if you just don't have no commercials. 15, yep, yep 15 to 19 minutes. That's normally the length. Well, 15 is way too short, if, like for um network anyway. Cause oh, that's right. That's right. For you gotta feel 30 minutes, but yeah, about 19, like 22 uh 22 to 19 minutes is about where you're gonna end up. Yeah, it's a it's kind of ridiculous and also kind of interesting. Like, oh, okay, because this is this is so this is how you sell me commercials. This is how you sell me beer or whatever else you're trying to hustle me on. So mm-hmm. I get it. That's what's going on. All right, this one. What's something you think people get wrong about pod when it comes to podcasting? You know what I'm saying? You, you discuss mm-hmm. in podcasts with somebody, they be like, "Oh, you must be uh doing X." What 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 do you think people get wrong about podcasts that you would like to correct them on? They everybody think it's easy. That's the number one thing. Everybody, people do not realize that it's hard work. Everybody thinks you just turn on the mic, start talking, turn it off, and it magically appears online, and it magically appears on YouTube, and it magically appears all these places. That and everybody thinking that the people that produce it have zero cost. Those are my Hmm. two top things. Mine would be um, unsolicited relationship advice right now. It's... uh... (laughs) <laughs> at an all-time high. It's honestly, a, the, it's an epidemic. Loneliness is an epidemic. The opioid crisis, and whoever dropped all these podcast mics off to the relationship experts that <laughs> always kind of seem to be single, misogynistic, and and not that smart. Um, the other thing I say too is like trying to be too much like other people. It's just like doing stand up or something. It takes a while to find your own voice. And of course, we all start off kind of imitating the things that inspired us. But, you know, I think what people are conflating is the successful podcast and the ones that you want to be like, the ones at the top. They're they're conflating it with like, oh, their format must be the winning format. And it's just not true. Like, nope. the, whether your show be, you could do one two-hour show a week. You could do two three hour show it don't fucking matter like you can you can do a segments you can do it straight through you can extemporaneous off the dome no one has the perfect formula the only thing that matters is what feels cool to you and then you can kind of um refine that for you but i think that's the main thing whenever i see people talking about podcasts and advice and classes they always 
presented to people like there's a formula and most of them imitate like radio or like this American life or something that's already probably <laughs> much, much more produced in your shit, much more popular in your shit and has money behind it that you're never going to have. Um, when we were yeah. with Spotify for a year, that was a big thing we learned was if they wanted us to be successful, we would be. So Correct. like there were times where they would be like, listen, when people log into the app, they're going to see a suggestion to listen to your show. And our numbers would jump tremendously. <laughs> like we would be like, what the fuck happened that week? Oh, okay. That was when they did that promo. And when they weren't doing the promo, the numbers would go down. So it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? When you see these celebrities sign these huge deals and they're like, the, uh, the such and such show is the number one podcast on Spotify. It's like, cause they wanted it to be. Right. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. they weren't going to let Meghan Markle fail after they gave her a hundred million dollars. It was go Everybody was going to log in and, I don't give a fuck what you was listening to. It's going to be like, you know what else is good? Meghan Markle, you know? Meghan Markle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, go good with the Breakfast Club. You like Meghan Markle. Yeah, so I think that's what was happening for a lot of people. So those would be the things I would advise. Oh, good job. Uh, my, my kid wanted me to ask y'all this. Coke, Pepsi, or Dr. Pepper? Coke. Mm. Yeah, Coke. As I sip on this Dr. Pepper, which is kind of like a Coke. <laughs> it's kind of like a, it's like a. That, that is his beverage of choice. He, he's yeah. a Dr. Pepper young man, but he Dr. always Pepper wants to ask, like, either, hey, You know what I'm saying? Like, Dr. Pepper is like if, if Coke, like, went and visited his, his cousins for the summer and came back with an accent, <laughs> you know? And Braves. Yeah, and Braves. Like, oh, where you God. get these straight backs? <laughs> <laughs> what, you, what you been doing down there in Atlanta? Oh my goodness. All right, this one I wrote all the way out, so I'm just going to read it direct from the screen, and, uh, and and we'll get into it. Sword ratchetness. So when I first heard when I first heard this discussed on the show, I was like, oh, look at them making this uh this interesting point about how gun control needs to be uh be something that's taken care of by way of discussing you know swords, mm. and then as time went on. And it became real clear that no sword is a real motherfucking problem, <laughs> and not just uh, and not just like that 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 that, that uh, I don't know the theory that I had swirling around in my head. Mm -hmm. So, when did y'all like yo? We got to talk about this sword situation, but also what's one of, like the illest ones y'all remember that you was like yo? That one was a wild sword situation because you got so many. Man, uh, I so I I came up with the segment. Uh, I think I just set up like a Google alert, but I don't remember the first time that I realized it was a problem. Like I, I think it was, it started as a joke about gun control, mm -hmm. which was, you know, <laughs> we're never going to have gun control. We don't have sword control. And yeah. you know, the joke obviously parallels. I mean, at this point it's, it's fucking ridiculous, but, uh, 10 years ago, it wasn't as bad as it is today, but it, it parallels to like how people talk about guns, right? It's, um, we're not even asking people to get rid of swords. We're saying, why don't we have like fucking training or classes or safety <laughs> or laws or like a federal, like so, like the fact that you can go to Comic Con and buy a sword that will kill somebody mm -hmm. is fucking crazy. That's that is a weird thing. I feel like if we were like two hundred years ago, we'd be like, of course you can't do that, right? We like before the gun yeah. was invented, everybody was like, yeah, that's fucking stupid. You can't just go cop a sword at a fucking nerd convention are you fucking crazy but now it's like yeah of course you know that that's not a gun it's better than a gun and so that was the first thing and then um the the biggest or worst ones i think one any involving 
matricide, like any of these motherfuckers that kill like a family member with a sword, a mom, a dad. Those are always yeah, grandma. The ones that, I remember that one. Yeah, because it's like what? I be feeling bad for these for these parents and shit. Because it's like you know your kid is not the kid that need to have a sword. Mm-mm. Every <laughs> article is extremely clear on that because it's never like the first thing you do. Mm-mm. Like killing somebody with a sword is like the ninety ninth fucking infraction. You know what I mean? Hey, yeah. So are like swords like the Florida man of the weaponry world? Yeah, absolutely, yes. absolutely. I- <laughs> And, and so, like those those ones are some of my um fa- like worst ones. Um, and then any anywhere two people have a sword is is also like what the <laughs> fuck think, is happening? There? I think mine when they have multiple ones when it's like they had a gun and they had a knife and yeah. they had a sword and they had a switchblade and I'd be like, what is happening here? And then I remember one that took place on like a military base. And I want to say he killed multiple people, and we just were making jokes about him, like he must have been a ninja. Yeah, because like you're on a military base, <laughs> they got guns. Yes. How the um, fuck are you yeah. killing somebody with a sword on a military base full of weapons, dog? I to this day I'll never understand. I, I swear he must have had like the bleach flashed up technique. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this just speaks to the popularity that anime has grown over the last you know, 20, 30 years here in America. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa, Vanessa's uh, nephew got a sword for this past Christmas, and I, it, it, the, of course, the first thing that changed my mind, I'm like, sword wrestlingness. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, I've, I've been to conventions, I've seen the swords on sale at the booths before. You know, they, they've gotten a lot more uh, violent looking over the years. Like back in the day, it'd be like a flimsy piece of metal, just like nondescript. Now there's like sharp blades. There's like orientation to it. Like it's crazy. And and like I saw yeah. one. When we went to Heroes Con in Charlotte, someone had the big sword from fucking um, Adventure, Adventure Time. Time. It was humongous. Oh, like, wow. and it looked just with like the it. in it. Yes, yes it looked wow. just like it with the handle and everything. I'm like, dude, you first of all, you gotta be Cloud Atlas or whatever to fucking pick this shit up. <laughs> it was heavy. But then too, like, you can accidentally kill somebody with that shit. You could just drop it and be like, oh fuck, man, that's your foot. Sorry. Like, what a we live in a. a our country is not serious. <laughs> well, the one thing that makes you feel better, not better per se, is the sword situation seems to be global. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not one where, where y'all ever like, like America, yes, yeah, sure, it shows sure. up, but y- y'all be like, it go down in India, it go down in Australia. So, which you know, really, which really hammers the point home about gun control, right? Because Everybody, America's not number one in source. So all this, like, mm-hmm. it's the video games, it's yeah. mental health, yes. it's like, nah, it, it's we don't have more swords than other countries. We definitely got more guns <laughs> than everybody else, and it might have something to do with you know how many shootings we have. So uh, that's a great point. Like, uh, sword ratchetness is global, and the other thing is other countries that don't have gun control issues. They crack down on the sword shit. You you be doing real jail. Time. Like in India, if you cut a birthday cake with a sword, you go to jail. Mm-hmm. That's a mm. real law, and they absolutely enforce that shit. I have so many articles of like, like three men wanted for. I'll be like, oh, they kill some people. It's like cutting a birthday cake. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what defines a sword? Like, is, is it the the blade length? Because, like, yeah. where, where do you draw the line at dagger to yeah, the full on sword? You know, I 
is Bladelin for sure, but I also would count a machete as a sword as well. Um, yes. So I think, like, if you've seen a machete, machete got the most underrated fucking reputation in the game because people think it's different than a big ass sword it's not it's it's a big ass sword to me yeah it's a huge fucking blade so yeah i have i have one in the garage i can attest it's very much a sword my dad got a machete (laughs) that he like was like you know anybody run up in this motherfucker da 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 and i remember seeing that shit i was like that's a goddamn sword dad (laughs) you're gonna kill somebody with that shit the only difference is you can hit somebody with the side of a machete like they Get do that, they do that in Jamaica yeah. and in the islands, they'll slap your ass up the side of the head with it and not cut you, but fuck you up bad. I don't think I want to get smacked by a machine either. None of those sound good. None of those options sound good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm all Mark, you would never believe how many. I mean, again, they do they do five five shows a week. Four of those five normally have a, a, a in with a sword rationalist. Yeah, here's what's wild. Do math. They've been doing shows like here's a dozen, wild. thirteen years now. Here's what's wild. I'm on my page of saved articles about swords we have more sword stories we didn't get to than we did <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i i i toy around with the idea someday of just going and doing like a whole, a whole, a whole episode show. like yep. a surprise a surprise pop-up episode of we don't talk about nothing, nothing but else. these backlog of swords mm-hmm. and honestly god we probably could do two three hours and not reach the bottom and of not, this list and not repeat yeah, we might do that one day. Damn. Sad. It's the one thing that, I, that it's one of the things that actually makes me concerned now. It's like I'm always like, damn man, swords is a real. It went from being like, oh man, you know, interesting point of view. But like, no, swords is a problem. And real, I, <laughs> I, sometimes with my Google alert, I just delete it. Like I don't even go <laughs> look every day because I'll be like, we have ninety score, sword stories we're not getting to, so I'll wait and and I'll only cover like the major ones or the interesting ones, but. You know, it's like it, I, I really be happy on the days when like the whole list is just full of stuff like uh, people using sword as like an allegory or a metaphor, you know, like mm. yeah. the such and such to the sword or, you know, oh, <laughs> our control is a double edged sword. I'll be like, oh, cool. Nobody got killed today. That's that's nice. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe we need to start making people take fencing classes and whatnot to get a license. Yo, yes. that's the point. Yeah, that's, yes. that's literally the point of the yes. whole thing. I'm with it. It's, 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 I, if, yes. if everybody was that's trained, right. yeah, I think people right. like we'll have people writing that, that are like offended somehow of like swords. Yeah, like oh man, y'all, why y'all always come down on the swords? Da da da. I got a sword, and I'm always like, first of all, sir, calm down. We're friends, and I don't want to be <laughs> but secondly, it's Get like chill, yo. yeah, like I chill out, please. Uh, but secondly, it's like I'm not against. People having swords, it just seemed like y'all should get trained. Yes. How many more of these stories do you need to hear where it's obvious we need some shit? Like, motherfuckers killing their moms and shit. <laughs> you don't feel like it's an issue at all? Man, but then it's like if they get trained and then they get real good with swords, is that a problem? I'd rather them be I don't trained. Know. <laughs> I'd rather them be trained. It's yes. kind of like if we're going to have guns, I'd rather you be trained with a gun than, than to not than to just be out here buying an AR 15 and shooting up a school the next day. <laughs> Or whatever the fuck we got now, yeah. like it seemed like the people that do the training be the less likely to to go off. Yeah. Um, and then I forgot to mention my actually I I remember now my favorite stories of sword ratchetness are ones where someone bought a sword for protection, clearly didn't keep it <laughs> locked up, clearly didn't train with it or anything, 
and they get their own ass whooped with their own sword. Because I'm like, what did you get? Hanging on the walls and shit. That's what you get. You didn't take it serious, and now look at you, stabbed. Now look at you, stabbed. <laughs> stabbed. Oh my goodness. Well, that was literally my selection of questions to ask. Gentlemen, y'all got any other questions I want to ask before I, I delve into the other parts of this uh, care program? I don't really have a question, but I, I guess it's kind of a um, a statement. Like, um, I normally say, like, when I'm um, playing with my kids, my point after uh, <laughs> Bullet Ball Extreme um it, it's funny, like, listening through the show throughout the years where um, people don't know. It's like, and Bullet Ball Extreme, and then, like, on the feedback shows, like, it'll be, like, every couple of years, you'll be like, all right, well, a lot of people are asking us, let's explain what Bullet Ball is. Um, yeah. Because before even listening to your show, I watched that episode. Uh, uh, oh, uh, I, it wasn't Shark Tank. I forgot what it was, but like American mm-hmm. Adventures and whatever it was, where that where they had that sad ass story of this dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the early internet video clips that yes. would float around. Yes. And um, the, you know, it's it so hilarious. Like every couple every couple of years, you guys have to explain to your listeners like this is what Bullet Ball is, and then uh, you guys always do the rap. Um, yeah, it's a bullet ball. I often think of like like where his son is now because you know his son is like grown ass man now. Yeah, and uh, uh, it was just beautiful. Like you guys always take the time. Like, all right, this is what bullet ball is. And um, like I said, yeah. when when I'm playing with my kids, sometimes I'm like my point, and of yeah. course they don't know what it is, but I mean I do. <laughs> nah, that's man. Oh, I have that whole goodness. thing memorized. You know, what do you have now? I have a bullet ball. Damn. <laughs> Damn. But, but it's also like, you know, a heartwarming story because he did eventually end up selling it to like uh, special needs and special Olympics and mm-hmm. stuff and became like a, so like he got his dream. Yes, his he did. It just didn't happen the way people thought. I used to be friends with him on Facebook, but mm-hmm. uh, he's like super religious. So I don't know which oh, part of mine he saw, but I get it, bro. I ain't mad at you. I, I'll be out here talking wild, flagrant shit. Oh my goodness gracious! Well, I got I pulled a couple of stories, y'all, and then they go like, so let's run through them right quick. Uh, this one I'm I'm not gonna delve too deep into. And in fact, I probably just give you the headline and the and the show and the the, the article being the links. Uh, House committee passes bill banning trans athletes from Ohio's women's sports. Mm. And now they're talking about doing some other stuff to higher education. Mm. They've been my son is is is, is trans. And so I'm always going on and on about trans issues. It just mm. is what is it's super important to me and my family. And uh technically I guess uh, this this bill won't affect him if it if it were to pass, because it's only it's only trying to stop uh trans women, apparently. Cause right. of course for now in Ohio, I swear to God, y'all. Yeah, for now, because that's exactly what it is. Because after a little bit, they'll be like, well, wait a minute. How many boys is out there? And mm-hmm. so I know it'll come around. But Ohio just been on one. And it just it's upsetting to me. It bothers me. Uh, like I said, I, it's, in the, it's in the show notes. Don't worry. You can you can read the whole article. But it, it, it has passed the House, unfortunately. And I know that's just a hop, skip, and a jump to the governor's desk in this state as of late. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's some whole shit. And I like to explain that to y'all, this whole shit, to treat trans people fucked up. Okay. okay, don't do it. Yes, trans people are people. Oh, trans people. rights are human rights, and this this play cool, all right? Agree. Relatively easy here. 
And one thing I would like to add to, you know where that's not at? In the South. So this is why somebody who lives in the state of North Carolina get tired of get tired of people acting like the South is the only state that's passing up these, these, these any, up laws. Any of the battleground states, any of the purple states, the Republicans are really trying to find a new issue after abortion and clearly transphobia is their new issue. Like, I don't I don't think they actually care, to be honest. Like, yeah. uh, I really just think they're like, what will white Christian evangelicals vote for now. We go, what's gonna scare the hell out of them? And it's like they're running out of shit. You know, Black Lives Matter not popping no more. Like mm-hmm. they, it's like oh, I don't know. There's like a two girls that want to swim meet uh, one time in one place somewhere. I don't, I don't know, but it's scary, right? It's scary, and I feel like that's what a lot of these laws are passing. And um, I think they just don't expect people to care, and they don't expect yeah. you know people to to stand up um, against it. So I'm, it's dope that you're using your voice to do that. Mm-hmm. Try, try. Now, this other story is so breezy and so funny, and I think there's something a little more to it than what it's given us. This is from New York Times, which means I had to go copy and paste my article for this one because mm-hmm. New York Times will be trying to get y'all away shit for free. Mm-hmm. But if you subscribe to their newsletter, you can uh, get their articles pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty much. I'm saying so that's, that's kind of a little move for you. And this article is titled "Why Americans Are Smuggling Fruit Roll-Ups into Israel." <laughs> Yo, what up? Shout out to the Skim Podcast. I was fortunate enough to be a guest. Congratulations on 10 years. Most people don't get to do 10 years of anything. Most people don't keep up, don't be consistent enough to do 10 years of anything. And yet y'all done 10 years of the podcast. Proud of you, happy to know you. Congratulations, here's to 10 more. Here's to monetizing and getting all the money you can from the podcast. I hope you get rich off of this. And I want 10%. I want a percent, 1% for every year that you've been doing the pot. Whenever you start getting the money, that's what I want. Thank you so much. Congratulations again. Hit y'all up later. Travis have attempted to sneak in hundreds of pounds of the snack after a TikTok chain drove up demand in empty store shelves. This is uh, Lauren McCarthy over again at the New York Times. Uh, cocaine, foreign currencies, firearms, all contraband that customs agents are trips. Welcome to the age of TikTok influence smuggling. Because of a recipe that spread widely on the social media platform, fruit roll-ups, the American-made fruit leather snack that has been passed out to children at baseball games and slumber parties since the 1980s, have come in obsession in Israel, where shortages mean smuggling in the snacks can be highly profitable. But the Israeli government is cracking down. The Israeli tax authority exposed the scheme in a statement on social media last week saying that inspectors and an undercover unit at Ben-Gurion Airport had caught several people including Americans, trying to bring excessive amounts of the snacks into the country. <laughs> the agency has confiscated hundreds of pounds of fruit roll-ups. It said 661 pounds in one week alone. Given that one roll-up weighs in it a uh, half an ounce, uh, 0.5 of an ounce, half an ounce, okay, that makes for tens of thousands of individual packets. The reason for it all? People want their ice cream to crunch. They're willing to pay. I'm going to stop right there. Now I'm going to give you a little. I'll, I'll read you the rest of it. That's not what's going on. Y'all know the TikTok trend has got the fruit rolls going right now, right? Well, I saw I somebody wrapping ice cream with it or something. No. This one lady from uh, used to be on BuzzFeed, but now she like does her own thing. Put out a video talking about how she blew, oh, a, dude, dick. blew a dude with a fucking fruit roll up. And that shit been going like a freight train since. Oh wow! Constantly, her that video—I like, I, I want to say maybe millions, maybe up to ten million views 
of her just discussing it, saying, yeah, I did that with a free roll. I made that wild. And then people are making their own videos, talking about it and so forth and so on. People sending their ladies boxes of fruit rolls and so forth and so on. I, I feel like we need to um, get. I remember my brother told me a story about where he was getting hit and he had um, had the girl put his dick in a um, a pouch of a pouch of pop rocks. No, no. And, okay, no. I understand. No, because. At first, it's like it felt good, but then a pop rock got in my in my head, and it popped in there, and it was over with. Sweet, no, no. Um, as no. someone in this group does does not have a penis, that sounds sticky, and it sounds like it would be a mess to wash off afterward. Like maybe that's just me. I don't know. Everything about it sounds terrible. I don't know. That sounds like it's worth the price of admission to me. Like, I mean, a little a little sticky dick don't stop no show. A little sticky dick. <laughs> I don't know. So I don't know if I like that one at all. But there's no way people were like, I want the my crunchy. That's not what's happening here. Like I said, that that the, the, the other trend that the New York Times is of course not gonna mention is what's really popping here. But of course they can say people love wrapping their ice cream and fruit roll-ups. No. So what what do the comments say? Because the comments is where the real America lay, lies at. Oh, see, I, I don't even got the comments. On this. <laughs> the real voice of the people. Yeah. I got the, <laughs> the link over here in my notes. Let me see if I can get you some comments on this one. Let me drop down. No, New York Times don't got comments on this one. Oh, okay. no. Yeah. Oh, no, no. 76 comments. Mm. Uh, I'm uh, this story put a smile on my face, and I particularly mm. appreciate the punchline cucumber rolls. Ah, the cluelessness oh. of bureaucrats. Oh, because he know. See, that's 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 a, that's a guy who knows. Uh, let me see. Well, couldn't we get around the the embargo by selling like dehydrators? I, I don't yeah. know if uh, you know who knows. I mean, think people want nobody want to make their own fruit roll up. You know what I'm saying Dude, that's that's effort that nobody wants to put. This dude, kudos to the New York Times for finding a plausible, printable explanation of the phenomenon. Let's just say there's another use for fruit leather that's making the rounds. Uh, yeah. We eat them with ice cream. That's the ticket. Wink. See, if you know, you know, is basically what I'm trying to tell y'all. That's the thing, though, because like like the Trader Joe's version or like the, the extra uh, like, I would say, crunchy version, them rolls is too thick. You, you, you're not wrapping them thick-ass fruit leathers around the dick. You need the the aerodynamic, the aerodynamic of a of a fruit roll up because they nice and thin. I just I knew it off the rip, and I had to I had to laugh just like I said when uh when when this article popped. I'm like, this is not what these people are. No one is smuggling 661 pounds of fruit roll ups to put them in the freezer with ice cream. No, yeah, right, pounds. But they will do it for this 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 weird like like I said this unusual TikTok trend of of of, of uh. Blowing people with a fruit roll up on their dick. I just Wait, so so who's organizing all all the fruit roll ups coming into the to India? Is there is there like some sort Israel. of fruit roll up? I'm Israel. sorry, Israel. Is there like a fruit roll up cartel, or is this like one guy with like a buoy plane, like like fucking like the tailspin, just it, bringing fruit roll ups in? It seems to be that somebody quack. <laughs> somebody probably just got people. And put them on. It's like, yo, we ain't got no fruitlers over here. People is looking for them. Can you come through? And they're like, yeah, I can come through. And now oh, they come so through. And, and, and 
the TikTok trend is people sucking dick with fruit roll off or the ice cream with the fruit roll? Which Both. one is what? The ice cream is Both. a trend. Was it was a trend? Okay. The current trend, and it just keeps popping up. Is like I said, her name is uh Kelsey Kelsey. I can't remember her last name. Kelsey DeRoe, mm-hmm. I think is whatever. She down from Try Guys too. She gets down there. Nice lady. Okay. I enjoy her 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 work. She always talks about you know her life experience and so forth. And a fun time. Mm-hmm. And like I said, she was the she was not joke. She was the first one to put this on, and I laughed at it. It's like ha, ah, that's so silly because 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 mm-hmm. her in her her uh, TikTok she's like, well, I had my friend over and blah blah. blah. This is what happened. And look what he sent me. And she pulls out like an industrial sized box of fruit roll ups. Basically, okay. the wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and it took off like a shot from there. Like I said, her video and, and has the wink, like wink, nudge, nudge is that she gave him oral sex using fruit roll up. Correct. Is that the? Huh. Okay. Because it feels like Snapchat behavior, not TikTok. <laughs> I'm just like, what's going on with TikTok now? I feel like they don't let you get but too sexually explicit over there. That's the um, point. So she, so she knows what she's doing. And in mm. and, and her her point of discussion, let me see if I can find you, Kelsey. See, I don't believe it if I don't see it. Like, I feel like you yeah. just, it's all, like, you just like fruit roll-ups. You know what I mean? Like, you could have <laughs> did that with a box of annihilators. That don't, that don't mean anything to me. But, if, like, if Tiana Trump is sucking people's dick on Snapchat with fruit roll-ups, then, then I'll believe I it. Believe, I will believe it. Then too. I'm like, okay, it's happening. It's, this is a thing. But the, the reason I bring that up is because news news shows love to turn tiktok into the boogeyman and yes. be like children are making nyquil chicken and he found out it was like one video nobody's actually doing it like, oh okay come on guys nyquil chicken her video currently has 27.8 million views mm. 3.7 million likes here i'm a, i'll play did, did, did she explain the process yeah. like right. is, she, is she rapping it like a like a chicken leg? Like, is she just putting it in her <laughs> cheek like a baseball player with, like, some chew? Like, what the fuck That's is she okay. doing with it? Laura Govan, the mother of Gilbert Arenas' kids, <laughs> was asked on a red carpet about her secret to oral sex, and she said it was chewing gum. And I was like, how? How's there not a follow-up question? Like, you can't just say that. Like... I'm just picturing a bunch of fucking chewing gum stuck in somebody's like pelvic region. How do you get it out? I don't understand. Do you chew it first? What's happening? Is it going in the dick, on the dick, in your mouth, only in your mouth, on the balls? Like, there's a lot of fucking questions, man. You can't just say that and then walk off to the fucking event like nothing happened. (laughs) Does she maybe? Does she maybe like chew it a lot? Maybe she say she gives her a strong jaw situation. I'm saying like. What is the I, I think it's like the, the cool this is what happened say. to our country when we let journalism fall to the wayside. Okay, because I was raised in an era of who, what, when, where, how. I'm trying to yes. The fact that you didn't have any follow-up questions to no something editors. As controversial as the secret to great head is chewing gum is just disgusting and 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 that that's why Good journalism. That's why Trump got to power. If you think about it, <laughs> journalism has ruined blowjobs for everybody. All right, yeah. If I can get this to share, give me just a second. I will allow y'all all, all to hear this situation. Uh, let me see. Turn screen. Share system audio. Share. Let me know if that pops. All right. Oh, if, if you can see it, I know it'll work. That's like that's the that's the go for. And let me know if, if I'm gonna push play. Let me know if you hear it. 
Y'all ever taken a fruit roll up and put it around a hmm and then give it a mm-hmm? Because <laughs> I did that last week and it was the most fun mm-hmm I've ever given. And then tell me why this just showed up on my doorstep from the guy that I gave the hmm to. <laughs> he got the 72 box. Damn. From right there. I mean, from like I said, that video right there. That is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> she, that, that became the trend. I'm saying so fruit roll ups have had a, a moment this year. First part was, of course, the wrapping ice cream and fruit roll ups. People were like, oh, it's got a, a, a good texture. The second one was just freezing fruit roll ups. And then people was, people was fighting about if fruit roll ups had plastic on it or not. Because people was just eating them hoes straight to the face. So much so the Fruit Roll-Ups had to make a TikTok account and be like, yes, Fruit Roll-Ups definitely have wrapping on them. The only way people are not having wrapping on them is if they took the wrapping off. Yeah, because Giannis, um, they gave him a Fruit Roll-Up for the first time and he straight bit that bitch like Rye eat a Kit Kat. And um, (laughs) it was, uh, he he, he ate the plastic. He's like, no, no, you got to unwrap it first. I thought they were wrapped in around paper. No, they, no, it's 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 like this thin the little, little bit of plastic. It's kind of waxy. Saran wrap and it clear. Yeah. Yes, to, to, yeah. to a degree. Yeah. It's actually kind of got a little 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 uh, whatever to, to it. it. Little, yeah. And uh, so then that was another you know trend that was happening on TikTok. Like I said, so much so they ended up having to make a, a social media account to be like, come on, y'all got to chill, eating frozen fruit roll ups. And then we arrive at this, and of course the New York Times is writing about it, and they have to write about it in a way that can uh, pass muster with the New York Times and not be like this lady over here blowing y'all, blowing, blowing folks with uh, fruit rolls. So, based on what she said, I'm going to assume that it ex- made the experience better for her, apparently, because yeah. I don't see how this helps the gentleman out in any way other than people more willing to give blowjobs. Right, and he's looking. Yeah. He's looking forward to at least seventy-two more of them. Other <laughs> <laughs> it was the dumbest news story, and I just, I just had. It also just, feels like it also feels like some shit I'd be afraid to get addicted to. <laughs> like now, now I gotta have fruit roll-ups every time I want to have to get head. That's crazy. Now, now you could you're constantly watching uh fat kid deals to see when the shit go on sale. I just, oh, I just feel like it deals. The pull out the fruit roll-ups when your girl come in the house feels like a weird move. And don't have no kids. Your baby's like, oh, can I have one? You can't right. have this. It's you got to fight your kids over. There's a lot going on here that, I've, that I'm suspect of. Fruit roll-ups already kind of resemble a dental dam. Yeah, but so the, right. the, the ladies might be able to have a good time with them as well. So I mean, The crazy thing is, I remember, you know, back in the day, uh, when they used to have like sell like edible panties, I was that's literally what, just thinking the same thing. That's what edible panties are made of, and I never, right. I, I never forget like, uh, you know, I remember I used to sit next to some some saucier ladies back in the day, and they always used to talk about going to sex parties, and it was like, yeah, edible panties and um and fruit roll ups are the same thing. So that's the mm. first thing I thought of. So should we bring this back to Hammer then and create edible banana hammocks? <laughs> Yeah, they could be banana flavored <laughs> instead of uh, pumps in a bump, it'll be punch in the bumps, punch in the bumps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy smokes! Yeah, I think also, <laughs> also, like, I don't think it's good to have like food products, especially high in sugar and corn syrup, 
uh, high fructose corn syrup. I don't think that's good to have around a vagina because a vagina is very much like a uh, having a pool in your backyard. You know, yeah. where like you gotta work out the pH balance and cleaning it. And for real though, there's like a lot of there's a lot of things that can just throw a vagina off. You know, and everything go wrong. <laughs> so I don't know why you would just be sticking sugar up there, thinking there's not gonna be consequences. That's pretty ridiculous. But everything about it has always. It's never made sense. Look, the notion of, you know, because you always seeing like, oh, we brought some whipped cream to the bedroom. I'm like, did you? Because yeah. this just seems like, this just seems like a yeast infection waiting to happen. It's all Yeah. Like, you're going to get a UTI. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it comes back to TikTok because it's, I, I just watched a TikTok video today where a guy was cleaning the pool and the first thing he pulled out is a pH balance stick. He put it in the water and he mm-hmm. checked it beforehand. So, like a pool seems like a dope thing to have until you realize you got to maintain it, you know. And I think there's a lot that happens with vaginas, man. Our, you know, the medical industry, the sex industry, people don't really respect the vagina, man. Yeah. like and, and the professionals you know, they are trained in this. People not, people not, you know, <laughs> taking it serious. A lot of stuff can go wrong. Would you just throw shit in there, like, because you think it seems like a good idea? You ain't ask a doctor or nobody. You turn it more from a pool to a cauldron at that point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we gonna be making we gonna see. We gonna be making beer down there. You know, we gonna be making fermenting <laughs> shit because you don't know what the fuck you doing. There's a whole app where, um, like, my partner she uses this app where it's all these different soaps, and mm-hmm. it's like which one is good for your pH balance and one isn't. And it's like, mm-hmm. like you just. Take your phone and you just like, oh, I can't use this soap. I can't use this soap. Right. And it's like, a and they definitely from haven't done that. They definitely haven't done that with fucking candy products. <laughs> There's no sure. website for us to know what candy is safe to throw in a vagina. So everybody, ah! be, stop it. Stop. Be serious, everybody. You. Stop playing. You? Not gonna Listen. unleash like a new STD in Israel that we never heard of before. It's gonna be like, oh man, you ain't heard about motherfucking Fruit Loop um, herpes? Yeah, you get Fruit Loop herpes, you can't get rid of that shit. (laughs) This is gonna gonna break the whole lollipop dick industry down to its knees because there's Mm -hmm. hundreds of different dick lollipops out there, and like you Mm -hmm. go to it, like if you go to a like a a women's uh, bachelor party where it's like, oh, we got dick um headbands and dick lollipops and. Yeah, like, it's just gonna break the whole industry to his knees. Um, we're going through another recession, not, people. Yeah, a lot of times they sucking on those with their mouths, and so you know they don't really. Put That's them the in nice areas. ones. We mm-hmm. <laughs> that we know That's of. It. This is you know I'm talking about the after party, Karen. Like that's the that's where mm-hmm. everybody that's from um from from nine to one, but from one to three, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know where those lollipops oh, going. And see, I'm 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 old, and this back in these my ass be at the house, so I'll be missing the party. <laughs> you heard about um, tell you watch a couple weeks from now. It'll it'll be it'll be the the fallback of all this. Everybody gonna be like. What is going on with this new whatever? Somebody gonna get caught out there, and it's gonna be enough. And like, yeah. man, I let my lady go down to me with a fruit roll up, and it did not turn out well. Y'all know so. what? You know it ain't real until you hear the ATL orgy has done it. That's when you know what's. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Elon Musk ruined another thing. We're not uh, finding about about fruit, what fruit roll ups to do. Yep. Ah! All right. Well, let me uh, 
we, we don't get too late to the evening here. Why don't we uh, take a nice little detour to the mean streets of Reddit, where each and every week we visit, and uh, we head to the subreddit that is Am I the Asshole? I promise you, we was doing it before it was cool. And it'd be ma- I, it's the one thing that makes me mad about the internet because I'll be seeing people like, I got means of views. I'm like, I was doing this shit way before y'all. It's bullshit. <laughs> but nonetheless, we still do it on the show. I read to you all. I give you a selection of ever the assholes. We go through it and we decide if this person is an asshole. Let us begin. I got three for y'all this week. Hey, what's up? States Crunching Milk. It's your homie, Chalfie. Just wanted to give you guys a huge congratulations on the anniversary really feels like you haven't done a dime but you did a decade of great podcasting entertainment knowledge foolishness you guys are amazing group of people i'm so happy to have gotten to know you guys over the last few years um you know being a guest on your show is just really really welcoming you guys are amazing dudes keep up the great work peace First one is Emma the asshole for not serving alcohol at my baby's first birthday party. Mm. The next one, Emma the asshole for refusing to help the family of the girl I was going to marry. The last one, am I the asshole for calling my sister-in-law a disgusting witch? (laughs) (laughs) So y'all want to set it off with? I I think that last one sounds pretty good. What do you guys think? That is Before I go anywhere, do you think this person is an asshole for calling his sister-in-law a disgusting witch? Mm. I'm going to believe that title. Well, I'm, I'm going to say no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with my brother. I'm going to say no, too, for, um, until we hear for, uh, otherwise. <clears throat> Based on just that, would y'all think this person is an asshole? The uh, disgusting witch thing? crazy, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, I, I don't. I mean, I, I'm sure they're about to explain what they did. So, nah. Let us begin. My brother recommended me this sub. I, 22 female, have been with my husband, Dominic, 24 male, for six years and married for eight months. My, some background info. He has an older sister, Juliana, 26 female, who is very opinionated. For example, she considers me fatty patty. Her words. I'm five foot seven and 130 pounds. And happy, happily, she told me that I was when I was dress shopping when my sister, wait a minute. She happily told me that when I was dress shopping. There we go. When my sister confronted her, Juliana said it was just an opinion and not to take it personally. She also thinks my cat is ugly and so on. What the fuck? <laughs> Juliana is marrying her boyfriend of three years, Jerry, 42, 26 year old and a 42 year old. Okay. No judgment. No judgment. Jerry has three kids from his first marriage, 15, 10, and 5. For some context, Jerry is Caucasian and his ex-wife is Filipino. We are also Caucasian. Juliana came to my house uninvited the other day with her parents to discuss wedding plans. As she was going along, she casually says, I don't know how to tell Jerry I don't want his daughters in my wedding. I ask what she means and she tells me, usually mixed kids are beautiful, but his youngest daughter is ugly. The oldest one is too fat for the type of bridesmaid dress I want. His son is at least a little cute enough to have have in the wedding. When I tell you I was shocked, I was shocked. I honestly seen Red and said, there are kids for fuck's sake. His kids clearly adore you, and that's what, what you say about them? 
you're a disgusting B-word. That's what she wrote, B-word. <laughs> Everyone was dead silent. Juliana then burst into tears, calling me a heartless, fat B-word. Their parents followed her and left. Dominic asked what was wrong with me and how dare I disrespect his, disrespect his sister. I asked him if he had not heard what she said about the kids. Dominic shrugged it off and said, well, it's not like she directly said it to his kids. He's been, he has been giving me the silent treatment and says, we'll talk when I apologize. I left to my brother's house. Bro agreed with me and his friends and, and said Dominic had, wait a minute, bro agreed with me, but his friend said Dominic had a point. My sister-in-law says, I'm not wrong, but I shouldn't have stooped to Juliana's level. Am I the asshole? No, you're not an asshole for confronting some racist doing some racist shit. Also, you might have yeah. saved these children's lives. Yeah, that would seem pretty <laughs> easy. Yeah, I mean, unless, you, unless you're leaving something out, that I don't see how she would be the asshole in the situation. I think she posted a couple of updates. I hope they're not lengthy updates. Uh, that is a long ass update. Sweet Jesus. I hope someone finds that and sends it to the the prospective husband to be. Yeah, I think that is what looks like it had gone down here. I, the last update is not too long. Again, thank you for the support for the sake of my mental health. I'll be deleting my social media apps. Only God. Uh, include Reddit. I promise you all I will return when I feel better. I'll be moving into what the hell? Uh, no. All right. Well, you know, hey. <laughs> no, you're not an asshole. And uh, I hope it, I, I, like I said, I believe I, I had read the rest of that. And, and, and indeed, uh, she did uh, end up. Somebody end up telling her potential uh, her brother about uh, what, what happened, and uh, that got taken care of. The cop I just got put on that, and he was like, "Oh no, I'm not fucking with this woman no more. She's about to shit all over my kids." So that's a wild one. Uh, this one I found I found to be just hilarious because it's just it, it makes no sense to me how somebody could think that. Am I the asshole for not serving alcohol at my baby's first birthday party? The title. We can all agree that's not an asshole, right? You don't yeah, serve alcohol at first birthday parties. I always like I mean, feel funny when I see um, people at the zoo um, <laughs> with the beers, yeah, like a bunch of different beers just walking around. I'm like, you need that to look at a gorilla? Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, though, you can get beer at Chuck E. Cheese now. So, like, what's what's the problem here? I think that's, the that's asshole true, but part. Better. I think the asshole part comes in for me and the. Throwing a birthday party for a one year old. Yeah. Like, they're not going to remember. remember that. that's how I that birthday party is, is for you, you and yes. your friends. It's exactly. not a secret. Yes. So now I'm kind of on the side of serve some alcohol because <laughs> the baby ain't going to do this shit anyway. We we the one coming to help give you some gifts for your baby so you don't got to buy it. So I feel like, you know, go ahead, throw me, throw me a beer. Fair. Uh, the title sounds ridiculous. I cannot believe I'm writing this. My baby turned one last week, so we planned a little party for him last weekend. We were supposed to have only one party with both sides of the family, but my sister-in-law and her husband live far away. They have not met our baby yet, and the last time we saw them was before the plague, and they postponed their visit for a week. So we had a party with my side of the family, my mom, two siblings, and their partners last week, and another party yesterday with my husband's side, his mom, my sister-in-law, and her husband. These aren't even parties. At this point, this is like dinner. As you can see, it was two very small gatherings. Oh, there you go. Basically, both times we did the same thing. A meal, a cake. They gave gifts to the baby, fawned over him, took a billion pictures and videos, and we chatted while the baby napped for half of the party. I'm breastfeeding, so I don't drink. 
any alcohol. And my husband doesn't like alcohol much, so he stopped along with me. We didn't even think about buying alcohol for the parties because the last time we brought alcohol was like two years ago. The th I thought the party was my family was with my family in law went well and everyone was happy until I received a text from my mother in law this morning asked me why I didn't serve alcohol and that it was in poor taste to neglect my guest. It seems my sister in law is very upset because of me because she thinks that I was I was cheap when they came all the way to see us and bring gifts for our baby. To be clear, my husband was the one who planned the second party and he brought sodas and juices because that's what he wanted to buy. I don't know why I'm being blamed. The thing is, not serving alcohol for a party is rare and kind of weird, but my family didn't say anything about it, so we went with the same plan for the second party. And before anyone says anything about my husband, he called his mom and asked what the hell was going on and said that they're not happy with our way of hosting. They don't have to come next time. Okay, if you don't, if they're not happy. I'm guessing, I guess I'm asking if we're the assholes, because it seems extreme not to have them over again for such a small issue. We can just buy alcohol next time. Edit. Yeah, you should have buy alcohol next time. <laughs> Edit. I mean, there are a lot on, more comments. I want to know this. Hey, what kind of corny ass baby you got? They don't even drink. A <laughs> <laughs> corny ass baby. How my, how, how my cool ass baby supposed to, supposed to have fun over here? He's trying to get faded over here. You know what I'm saying? Two years old, having a good time. Oh, my goodness. I my mean, like, vaping already. What you doing? <laughs> like a one-year-old birthday party is just everyone standing around while the baby just smashes a cake on itself. Like, you need, yeah. like, some social interaction. Like, babies are if they want to drink, let them drink. Babies are essentially drunks anyway. Yeah, they can't walk. They can't talk. They're fucking smashing cake in their faces and shit, throwing up everywhere. Like, yeah, we might as well be drunk too. I love ah. you, man. Let me just. I love you. I love you, mama. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, there are a lot more comments than what I thought. Thank you all for your for your judgment for such a small issue. To answer the most frequent question, we're French. They were expecting wine with the meal and champagne with the cake. And I and okay. it was lunch in the afternoon French. after that. And hairy underarms. <laughs> it was lunch and the afternoon after that, they left around 6 p.m. Husband is still super mad at them, but as far as I'm concerned, the issue is solved. Next time, we'll say in advance, we don't have alcohol. And if mm. they want to drink, they can bring their own bottles. We all be. Thank you all for who thank you all who suggested that. Don't they give like wine and cigarettes to kids over there when they're like eight? So right. is that shit like just readily available? What's the, what's the big deal here? At the hospital in the nursing unit is a bar. It's an open bar. He's <laughs> <laughs> sitting there getting real fucked up in the, in, the, in the cut. Oh, my goodness. All right, last one. This one is, uh, I don't know. Am I the asshole for refusing to help the family of the girl I was going to marry? Not the asshole. asshole. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go now. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, sight unseen. I'm gonna ask. Sight unseen. I'm gonna say yes, but I feel like they're gonna give the details that make it a no. Right. You know, because like what I'm assuming is if you were about to marry this person, you met their family and they were cool and you liked them and shit. I can see a, a whole thing of like, man, I you know people do this all the time. I'm not saying it's right, but you still be cool with the friends and family that you met, you know, through yeah. that, through that person. And 
it's so I'm sure he's gonna explain it to where that none of this counts. Like they're they've always been dicks and he don't want to help nobody. But I can see on the surface of like, yeah, we broke up, but if your mom needed a ride somewhere, I wouldn't be like, fuck you. You should have made your daughter marry me. You're like, yeah, I got you. <laughs> I, male 40, was going to oh. was going to put refusing to help my ex women was going to I don't know. Was going to, but I don't know. Refusing to help my ex's fiance's family. That's just how it's written. I'm sorry. It's been 10 years and my head is still not 10 years. What the hell? And it's still not okay. When I was 30 and my girlfriend MG was 24, she was hit by a car. Oh. She had moved across the country to be with me after she finished university. She took a long time to die. Long enough for her parents to come and forbid me from going to the hospital to be with her. Oh, no. When she died, they took, the, they took the body back to Maine and told me not to come to the funeral. They said if they would have, they, they, they said they, that they said that they would have me removed. So I respected their wishes. He's leaving shit out already. Yes, this story makes no He's sense. He's leaving shit out already. So at, at the, they say you couldn't come to the funeral and we would kick you out. Like what, did you run over with the car? She was fixing. She, she was fixing this break. She was bleeding it, and then when <laughs> you know, it wasn't. It wasn't all the way on the wedges. The way it's oh, written, was, too, it sounds like he's not from here, because like Americans don't usually type university, right? We usually just say college. He might not. Right. Yeah, he, he may not be from here. But but whatever the situation is, she was from Maine, so we know that. Uh, I had found. I had to find out where her grave was from one of her old roommates. What the fuck? I only went to see her once because her mom was there and her little brother went with her little brother when I went. She lost it on me. Hmm. It was my. It was my fault that she was in the city far from her family and would not have happened if I hadn't dragged her to California. He told me he hated me like only a seven year old can. Okay, so that's what it was. I'm saying he was yelling at this when this event occurred. So I left, and I never went back. I was broken for a long time. I eventually met my wife, and we have been married for almost a year now. I work for a F-A-A-N-G. I don't know what that stands for. So let's look up this acronym, FANG. Federal Aviation. Sounds like a Marvel criminal organization. FANG is an acronym for... Five, oh, it's, it's, rivals it's, of the fist. It's, it's yeah. an acronym for five of the <laughs> best performing Texans. I burst into our offices with the Punisher. can't <laughs> work that day. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it stood for Facebook, Amazon, uh, Netflix, and Google, and then it, it got expanded uh, when when they added Apple. So it got an extra A when they added Apple to this uh, acronym. Basically, he worked. What does it Apple. mean to work for one of them? Oh, okay. Right, yeah, yeah. He works for either Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, or Apple. So my man, my man, saying he got dough. Well, I was working for a Fang company when MG died. I was the beneficiary to her life insurance. I was having trouble concentrating at work, so I took a leave of absence. After a couple of months of trying to join her, I realized that she would hate what I was doing to myself, so I resigned my job. Use the insurance money to fund my own little startup. I'm not over rich, but I do okay. MG's <laughs> little brother was recently accepted to an Ivy League school. I know this because him and his parents all reached out to me to see if I would give them the insurance money to help with his tuition. Hmm. 
these are people who I thought would be in my life forever, and they abandoned me at my at the lowest point in my life. I had friends, but I have no family. They didn't just abandon me, they made it worse. Now they need my help. They say if I don't give them the money that he that they will have to take out a mortgage on their house to pay for his education. They said I was in the wrong to even keep the money and that it should have gone to them to begin with. I loved these people once, but they destroyed me. The money they want is negligible to me. I can give it to them without, without in any way compromising my lifestyle. I want, I, want, I want to brag about how little it will affect me, but I feel petty. It's just not much to me, but it is life-changing to them. My wife says it's my choice. I want to punish them for how they treated me, but I know MG would want me to help her family. Am I the asshole for if I don't give them the money? Mm-mm. No, but it just no, seemed like he's like, I'm a baller, bitch. He, he just like really saying like, I got the money. I mean, it ain't nothing to a player. I got that shit. <laughs> yeah, it ain't bragging if you write it on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't. Here's the thing. I don't think he sounds like an asshole in the, the things that he shared. Right. I think he didn't share stuff. And that's the only way these people's actions make sense. Like, yes, there's clearly something that was left out. It's like when you had that friend that tells you like their side of the story about the bitch at work they hate, and you be starting to <laughs> feel like you did something. Like I don't know what you did, but like, so you just walked in and she just slapped you for no fucking reason. She's just crazy, and she's still working there. HR took her side. Right. Uh, can you can you elaborate? You know what I mean? Like what like what's missing? So I, that's what this story feels like. I feel like I got half a story, and now I just wanted I want his his fa- the family of the ex fiance to to leave a Reddit. Yeah, I need that because this whole thing about she died like it's not even like y'all broke up. She died, so like that's weird. And then they purposely didn't want you at the funeral. That's weird. Like. Even if you were just to say they're racist or something, like I'm black and they don't like black people, I'd be like, oh, it makes sense. But he didn't provide anything that made their side make sense to me. So whenever I get, whenever we get a little confused about these things, I go delve and see if this person has to have the audacity and or the the wits to continue to respond. A lot of times people will post in this in the asshole and never come back. But this guy is, is communicating in the in the comments. So here's something. Mm-hmm. Somebody just like you said, info. There is clear, there is clearly info missing. Why didn't her parents want you to want you to see her in the hospital or let you go to the funeral? And he responds, I honestly don't know. Mm, you liar. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's a liar. And he, if he says, you don't know, I got to take what he gives me because I don't know this dude. But it's, 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 it's wild to me that I mean, uh, the way he wrote it, he made it sound like they don't forgive him for convincing her to, to leave her yeah. home to go be with him. So if it was for him, like if he'd never existed, they think she'd still be alive. Like she'd be impervious to car crashes, regardless of location. <laughs> then, yeah, it does sound like a, a couple months from now it's going to be a, a Hulu mini um, doc about how she got hit by a car <laughs> out in California, and um, he tried to cover it up somehow. Also, Box, you caught that shit from from the outside. He says he was educated in Canada. So you clearly knew he was not from here when he used the yeah, phrase. Yeah, man. Phrase, we, don't, we don't say university. That's like a, a British. Like, whenever I hear university, a, I think of a British, British person. Yeah, yeah. It's, a British, it's a Commonwealth kind of uh, turn of phrase. Or so a they, all, they all would say uh, uni and the like. 
<laughs> well, good lord, those are your avid assholes this week, and all of them were just a little something, something for you, man's right there. <laughs> let's, let's start. Let's start steering this ship into port. Uh, oh, skim pod. Happy anniversary to the longest running Cleveland podcast. I don't really know exactly how it happened, but I believe as 35% of black friendships online began, this happened in the black guy who tips chat room, probably. T and I became internet best friends, met in person, and the rest is really history. Um, congratulations. It's a hell of a feat to make it this long in the indie podcasting circle. I love the work that y'all do. I love the show, even though sometimes I don't always agree, but I don't think it's natural to agree with everything somebody says. Um, This is Nick Jew, for those who don't recognize this very West Coast voice of mine. (laughs) Um, I just want to say thank you to the entertainment you've provided over the years. All of you letting us in um, to your families, your pets, all of that. Like, I've learned so much from y'all. T, you've made me a better podcaster. Got to step my review game up messing with you. Daniel, I love the way that you are open to growing and hearing different perspectives, but also speaking your piece. And I love the father that you've become. It's just really great to watch you all's progression over the years. And here's to 10 Mo, and then 10 after that. Happy anniversary, guys. Uh, I actually broke them all out properly. What I'm watching, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is still amazing. Each and every week, it is amazing. I'm going to miss this show. I'm glad they give me these big old hour-long episodes this season, seemingly. So therefore, I'm like, thank you for giving me that much more Ted Lasso week in and week out. Because it's so damn good. I am playing Resident Evil 4 Remake, though I did beat it on Hardcore. Although I did go back and start playing it again because I love that game a lot. Resident Evil 4 is one of my favorite games ever. And the remake is uh, been is really well done. And so I'm telling you, hey, man, did you start it at all, Ant? Um, I'm, we'll, we'll talk more about that in a second. Fair enough. Uh, I'm listening. I just I literally, this is a Spotify recommendation to me today. Uh, this dude's name is Rodimus, R-A-D-A-M-I-Z. And, and Thelonious Martin uh, has an EP out called 2409 West Slauson. It is, uh, I like the word, I guess it's traditional hip hop. I'm saying if you bang with a uh, hip hop of a certain ilk, you know what that turn of phrase means. And uh, I was very impressed by what I heard. And so I would tell you maybe to give 24, 2409 West Slauson. It's like five song EPs, like 14 minutes long. I would say you to give that a listen. In the realm of podcasts. One I'm going to recommend this week is Boars, Gore, and Swords. Used to be a Game of Thrones podcast. I listen to three Game of Thrones podcasts. I listen to Black Out Tips talk about Game of Thrones. I listen to Boar, Gores, and Sword, and I listen to somebody else's podcast. And it turns out that somebody else was kind of a jerk. And uh, we I stopped listening to his work <laughs> after a while. <laughs> but Boar, Gore, Boars, Gore, and Swords, they have held on, and they do basically just TV stuff. And their latest episode is about a show on Apple TV called Silo. And uh, I'm interested in that show, but I'm also interested in their point of view on it. So I would tell you to maybe give Boars, Gore, and Swords. It is uh, Ivan Hernandez and Red Scott who host that show. And I really like their work. They they, they just do good stuff. And uh, I enjoy their their points of view and discussion. And they still have the same intro they had from when it was a Game of Thrones podcast, which is basically them singing the Game of Thrones theme music and making their own lyrics up to it. It's fantastic. Love that show. Those are my entertainment wrecks for the week. 
If you ever want to go next, just go. <laughs> uh, mine will be pretty fast. Um, <clears throat> I first I started watching um, on Hulu Candy about uh, Candy Montgomery murder, where she uh, you know murdered her um, her lover's wife with an axe. Um, and Is that the one with, uh, with uh, a Scarlet Witch in it? Well, that's the thing. So the the Candy uh, that, uh, movie or miniseries was on Hulu with Jessica Biel. Okay. But the love, love and Death on HBO Max was with Scarlet Witch. Okay. Um, so far, it seems like the acting on Candy is better. But the writing is better on Love and Death. Like the writing and like your overall like um, cinematography and stuff um, on Love and Death is better. Like it's more production quality with it. Um, I'm only like three episodes in on Love and Death, but with Candy, I finished that pretty good. Like Jessica, um, um, Bill yeah. was like, shit. She was she was acting in that son of a bitch. Like she was really like. It was such gravitas in that uh, in that miniseries, bringing out the pain of Seventh Heaven. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> see those happy faces, smile. Like she was like really going in. Like um, she even like looked like the lady. Like uh, she went in with that ugly ass perm and those glasses, and she was just like, man. Um, with love and death, it seems like. I don't I don't understand why Jesse um Plimpton is still fucking working. I don't understand this. Like I don't like they say like he's like a like an old school actor. I I just don't get it. Like ever since Friday Night Lights he's just been terrible and he continues to be like phoning it in from um from a payphone and he left the door open and you can't hear the call. Um was he the chubby blonde guy that was also in Breaking Bad? Yes. Okay. Like, he's not a good actor. And this is like, it's kind of like regular Cheerios. Why y'all still eating those? They got honey nut. They got strawberry and chocolate. They got vanilla. They got all these different honey, uh, all these. <laughs> See, when I was little, I didn't even know it was regular Cheerios. We bought honey nut in the house. Jesse Plimpton is regular ass Cheerios. It's 72 other Cheerios and y'all still picking this nigga. Like, I don't, I do not get it. And he's I like not that you call him. Movie. I like that you called him Plimpton when it's Clemens. Yeah. Oh, That's there something. you go. <laughs> I don't it's like, it's even more disrespectful. <laughs> I, I will give him just as much disrespect as I give Jeremy Renner. They are not good at all, and I don't understand. Uh, it. You be shitting on Hawkeye, man. I, I, shit. I haven't seen this thing. I saw him in Power of the Dog. I thought he was good there, but I definitely feel like he's typecast now. Um, yeah, he was awesome. Something else I actually really fucking enjoyed, like a season of Fargo or some shit. I can't remember, but I don't know. He he, he, he definitely. I, he wasn't Fargo. Okay, yeah, yeah. I feel like he plays the same character with different hair. Like I'm gonna wear these different shoes, and I'm gonna wear these different shoes, and my hair gonna be different. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna shoot from a different range. I'm gonna shoot right by the key, not three point, but it's definitely a two every time. He he definitely plays 
understated roles. I think he's typecast. I think when they're like, when we need a generic like white husband, you yeah. know, or something like this, like go get Jesse. You know, you need a yeah. a non-threatening looking officer or something like that. You know, go get my, him. I, I definitely feel my, what you're my, saying. Like my eyes gonna get crazy, but my voice is not gonna change. I promise you that. My yeah. eyes gonna get yeah. wide, but the rest of this shit is gonna be the same. Like yeah. I'm not. He don't give you a lot of range. No, he he don't at all. And um, I didn't mean to mess up his name, but I'm so glad I did. Um, <laughs> uh, as far as like video games go, I uh, well first I did read a couple um books on um audio books, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm still playing Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, I neglect my family for it. I um like. Like, I've been meaning to call a friend of mine who lives out of town, but I'm like, if I'm playing Red Dead Redemption, I really can't concentrate on Red Dead Redemption if I call him. So, <laughs> how does um, this game come back so hard in your as, if, as your addiction? This is crazy. Because, like, I, I did have it on PlayStation 4, but um, it, was, uh, it was just other games to play. Like, I've played this game twice, and, um, it's just so fun. It's like it's so much stuff to do. Um, it's gotten to the point where I know I got other missions to play, but I know if I play this other mission, then like I'm gonna start having tuberculosis, so I stopped. Ah, <laughs> uh, you gonna just keep you gonna keep old boy alive as long as you can? Yeah, I love Arthur. <sighs> I'm sorry, sir. You think you listen to besides that? Um, no, like um. Like every week, my my my, my go to podcast are my mama told me, um, you know Tuesday for the regular regular episode, um, Thursday for the uh, mini episode, mini episode, motherfucking mini episode. <laughs> um, it was funny. Like I, I was listening to, um, you you guys had a guest on when they talked about Langston uh, Kerman, but like my mama told me. Um, it's it's such an interesting uh, podcast about uh, black conspiracy theories, um, and of course, every Friday I listen to um, XOSO Gossip Kings, um, and that was really about it. Um, like we've been busy at work, so um, oh, let's. I gotta talk to you about that. <laughs> You're gonna be surprised. That's a wild <laughs> one right there. We'll get to you that one. <laughs> Anybody else like that? That, that this, is, this is one of my open ones. Whoever wants to jump in can jump in. I've literally only been watching Psych. Okay. I'm on the last season now. I've got uh, 10 and, and about a third episodes left because I was watching the first episode of season eight before uh, we started recording in this. Nice. So I'm probably going to run through the three movies again uh, once I finish up the, the eighth season. But uh, then I'll, I'll have to find something else to jump over to. Um, it's going to be sad, man. I... The more I watch the show now, like the more I wish it had just kept going. But like, I can kind of see like this last season where it was probably time. Mm. Let's talk about a fourth movie, so you can get some more of it. Oh yeah, they they want to make six of them. Yeah, but I, I don't know if they'll they'll get that far. But they said the fourth ones are the script's already done. Yeah, so we'll get there. Very good. Uh, what about y'all? Uh, podcast flipping the bird. It's uh by Wondry. It's about Elon Musk uh, buying Twitter and how it all went wrong. Um, been enjoying that. Uh, playing Jedi Survivor a lot oh. the last couple of weeks. Um, 
really enjoying that. Love Star Wars. Uh, TV-wise and, and stuff, uh, Jedi, uh, Tales of the Jedi Season 2 dropped on Disney+. Plus, So I've been watching that with Karen. Um, and then on Netflix, I watched The Recruit and The Night Agent, which are kind of like similar shows about a white dude who's in stuck in a, a situation where he's fighting against the government and shit. I think The Recruit is a CIA guy who's a lawyer, but of course gets in over his head and all this shit. Uh, very weird vibe to the show because it's like half comedy, half rom-com, half action. Like it's so it's like it's one of those things where like I wasn't ever sure that it did any of those things great, but the combination of trying to do all those things at once made me watch all eight episodes. Like I was finishing it today and I was like, I don't know if I recommend or not. I just it's just it was like I can see people loving it and and I can also see people hating it, but it was kind of like a, a, it was definitely unique. And then uh, the night, and then I've also just a lot the last week or so been throwing on um, Demon Slayer, the entertainment district arc, just in the background, even if I'm just fucking taking a it's nap. It's beautiful. I'll just throw that shit on and take a nap sometimes. I was just like, I want to be surrounded by beauty. We're uh, me and my buddy has been watching the new season of that every Sunday when it drops on um, Crunchyroll. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what they call it, the the Sword District or I the don't know sword, the season. Swordsmith, Swordsmith, yeah, Swordsmith arc. Yeah. arc. Yep, yeah, we're on that. Yeah. yeah, we saw the movie and the first couple episodes of the or the first episode of the Swordsmith Village arc. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, me and Karen, we have we've got introduced to it through the dub, not the sub. And we love the voice acting on there. Like we've, yes. we've now gotten to a point in anime where, especially the mainstream titles, like dub and sub is very like close. Like it used to be so far off. back in the day. It used to be like, who the fuck translated this shit? This is not what they're saying. Uh, but now it's like you can watch it, and and so like if I fall in love with a dub first. It's, it's hard, so now I have to wait for them to fucking translate the shit. Which gets so frustrating. So sometimes. I'm behind because yeah. they haven't done the translation on these yet. And the same thing with Vinland Saga Season 2 on Netflix. But when they drop that yeah. dub, I'm all up. Yeah, my buddy got me watching Demon Slayer. So I watched it the, initially on dub on Netflix. And then mm-hmm. I went and saw the movie and it was subbed. And, like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I can flip back and forth. But, like, yeah. he's definitely in the camp where, like, he won't watch it unless it's subbed. Like he, yeah, he I prefers the that. Japanese uh, voice actors. I think if I, depending on the anime, if I get introduced through the sub, then I can stick with. It. But if I have to go back, I'm just like, oh, I can't do it. Right. I need you to sound the way I, you sounded in my head. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I was, I just, I literally just recommended recommended this to Nick Drew last week. Kimi no, Kimi no Nawa. It's a movie that came out a couple of years ago, and I saw it in the theater, and it was of course sub, and so. The Japanese is all I I, I know. I, I tried to listen to the dub. The dub they used, they had British accents, and I'm like nothing about that seems to work for a, you know an anime. You know what I'm saying? And so that's one where I'm like, I'll just watch the sub and not be bothered with the dub on. But everything else, I'm a, I, I'm, I'm I'm fine with dubs because I just yeah. appreciate it. Like I said, and plus we have they just got better, music. and also like yeah. it's easier for me to do shit around the house and watch. Like I can yes. fold clothes and watch this as opposed to like. I got to sit in this shit like it's a movie theater, which I get some people like that experience, but I'm not, 
I like to multitask, and I, yeah. I, it's okay. It's all right, everybody. <laughs> well, I have a theory that for my buddy specifically, I, he has ADHD, and so a lot of yeah. the times when like we'll be watching something, he doesn't actually pay attention to what's happening. He doesn't listen to the show. He ends up just screwing around on his phone, not watching the show. Mm-hmm. But with subbed anime, he's forced to pay attention because he, right. if he doesn't read the words, he can't follow along at all. Yeah, I have the other thing too that if I read too much of a subtitle, I'll start falling asleep. Mm. Like I'll get sleepy because reading makes me sleepy. Get so I'll be ready. like trying to stay up. Yeah, I'll start. I'm trying to. I'm like, what the fuck? I love Naruto. Why the fuck do I keep turning on the episode and be asleep 15 minutes later? And it's because all I'm doing is reading. So, yes, yeah, human brains. They're interesting, guys. <laughs> they are. Am I the asshole? I don't watch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder that too. <laughs> I'm just wondering how long before you go and buy a sword. They're indoctrinating you, right? I mean, listen, I don't have a problem with people having like <laughs> anime and shit. I have a problem with people having swords in real life hurting people. I, I don't think I'm ever buying a sword. <laughs> me either. Uh, for me, I, I, I Oh, sorry about that. I remember um, like I seen a, a sword cake cutter and I know you guys um, have a Amazon wish list. I'm like, I should just buy them a, a, mm. a sword cake cutter so they can be sword owners. Straight in the trash. <laughs> Straight in the trash. <laughs> no, sir. No. Bring the gift. Carrie, what, so, Carrie, what did you what did you get down with this week in the realm of entertainment? I am uh playing a video game and I it I am completely obsessed with it called Hoku Life. It's similar to if you play Animal Crossing, it's similar to that vein. Mm-hmm. And so I absolutely love it. It's bright. It's colorful. You tend to none to let's go. Uh, I can, you know, put houses, remodel them, you know, upstairs, downstairs, make my own furniture. You know, everything is bright, colorful. I can go fishing and go farming. And I have really become uh, obsessed with it. Whenever we get rid of uh, in, in the show and I give Roger my list of titles. I automatically go, and I'm playing to like one or two in the morning. Like, like, like mm. that's my jam. Like, like, like I'm a video game, like, huh? What Xbox. you playing it on? Xbox. Okay. On the Xbox, and uh, but that right there is my jam. And um, when he was talking about Red Dead, I am like that about uh, Stardew Valley. I didn't realize how obsessed I was with Stardew Valley. I have bought that game on every single platform I can. I got on the PlayStation. I got on the Xbox. I got it on my phone. I got it on my tablet. If I can play it, it it's on that bitch. And so, uh, so I understand that obsession thing, you know. And, and, and it's kind of it's a cheap game, you know. So you're not spending a lot of money. So I'm like, well, if I'm going to have it, I'm going to be obsessed with it. But for me, my thing has been Hoku Life when I. I play different video games, but I like to play video games where I can tap out of reality. Yeah. And so it so for me, video games is is my cheerful place, my 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 place I just go and surround myself where I can paint shit and 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 just do shit and just 
tap out of the things around me. It's my escapism. So for me right now, I play different games. But right now, it's been Hoku Life. Uh, me and Roger, we've been watching, I won't say Vision on Disney+. Yeah, Jedi. Plus. Okay, yeah, that's Jedi. What it's called Jedi. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's not Tales of the Jedi. It's Jedi something Visions. You're okay, right. it's, it's Visions yeah. on Disney+. Plus, and that has been really, really fun. It's, it's, it's a beautiful... Uh, it's like and, Star Wars Visions, I think. Yes, and yeah. it's been beautiful because it's telling different stories of Jedi and Sith and Sifts and things like that. Excuse me, and it's been beautiful, and they do things with colors and different forms of animation. And I love anime, big anime fan. So I like to see different forms of other animes that I've seen in the past. And I also like to see different forms of anime that I've never seen before, that abstract anime. That well, they're not anime. all anime. They're mixed media, like some of it's stop motion. Uh, they're all short. So, yeah, they're all like uh, the long ones are like maybe 20 minutes, but the some of the shorter ones are like five to 10 minutes. Um so yeah, it's not even just anime. It's all kinds of different mixed media to to do it. It's it's some of it's CGI, all that stuff. Yeah, if you like Star Wars stuff, check it out. And especially if you're like half in on Star Wars stuff, it's a great way to fill in lore with short, like it's just short stories. You can watch one and then go about your day. Watch one, watch another one later. Yeah, it's it's really so it's like fun. The, it's like the Animatrix, kind of like an anthology. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, it's in season two now. Yeah, it's 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 really really good, and uh, we've been enjoying uh, watching that on Disney Plus. And I haven't been reading, but Kevin Hart been reading to me, so I've been I love Audible. <laughs> so, uh, I've actually went back and uh, for, for a lot of famous people, I don't really follow famous people. Like I'm really old school. I'm gonna fuck about what you do. Do you entertain me? Yay, nay. You you ain't you ain't got to live to this moral standard and 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 and, and agree with everything I do in life. I I don't function like that. That's some new kid shit. And so for me, the internet told me Kevin Hart sucked and Kevin Hart was never funny. The internet lied because I went back and listened to that motherfucking book and I was in here cackalacking and laughing my ass off for a full eight hours, ten hours, however long that book was. I had a ball going through his life because I don't follow them. So everything that was she was sharing with me was new information to me because I don't go digging and shit like that. So I had a, a ball listening to Kevin Hart tell me about how he started, how he rose to fame, how he became famous. And so I have really, really been having a good time with that. And my podcast recommendation is The Royal Report with uh, Gastor and Shalewa Sharp. And uh, I have really been enjoying them. They're, they're actually one of my uh, favorite podcasts. I really enjoy them with their podcast. Their podcasts are really short, about 30 minutes, maybe an hour. Uh, so you go back and you literally just run through them. And they're both comedians. They are really, really funny. They do two shows a week. Nice. Word up. I, I forgot to tell you, I read a book, uh, read, and then I listened to a book uh, Jasper by Jasper Ford, one of my favorite authors. It's called Early Riser. Uh, imagine a world where people actually do hibernate and somebody has to stay up. Basically, it's, a, it's about the crew of people who stay up while everybody else is hibernating and what goes on while they are still awake. It's a pretty interesting book. Jasper Ford is a real uh, interesting author. Author, I like his type of fiction, so I get down with that. Tomorrow, technically, I guess in a couple of hours, uh, uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom drops. And bruh. Luckily, I get off work a little early tomorrow. So I'm just going to go my butt up to GameStop and get my car, my hard copy because I'm the guy who still buys cartridges. It's a cartridge. Say, you that hard copy? It's Download a it, cartridge baby. sitting right here. It's a Game Gear cartridge. <laughs> and, uh, I, I know that game will be probably the next good, I don't know. Uh, Blessing was talking about on Kind of Funny. To, I don't know if y'all listen to Kind of Funny. On Kind of Funny today, no, and he was like, bro, 
it's a world up here, it's a world down here, and it's a world down here. I'm like, what? So that game is going to be is I'm I'm very excited to play that game because I think it's going to be massive. And I think it's going to take all my time, which is why I had to run through Resident Evil one last time because I was like, I gotta say la vie, you baby, because it's almost time for Zelda, and I know that what it's about to be with that. So I'm very excited about that one. I uh, didn't realize we were doing re- uh, re- uh, literature as well. Uh, I did. Oh yeah, you I, read Ronin. I read uh, Teenage Ninja Turtles: uh, The Last Ronin. Pretty pretty good. It's right. got me. Uh, being willing to go down the rabbit hole of all the previous works. Yeah. And then I saw they're even coming out with another addition to the last road in this fall. So it's already up on Amazon for pre-order. Nice. Uh, if I'm telling you right now, if y'all haven't read it, check out change Mutant Ninja Turtles, the last road. And it is fantastic. The, 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 the Kevin, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, the original writers and creators of the Ninja Turtles join back up to do work on this. And uh, it is a thing of, is a work of art. It is so good, and uh, it is very, it'll touch your heart, especially if you're an old school Ninja Turtles fan. But there you go, people. It wasn't that nice? Wasn't that easy? That was a whole show. <laughs> that is us having celebrated 10 years of doing this. Oddly enough, in just like six more episodes, we'll be at episode number 500. So we'll probably do something for that, too. That'll be a good time to be had, too. Uh, you know what it is. Please rate, review, subscribe, share wherever possible. It's easy as that. Go get hip all the things. It's at the beginning of the show. I promise you. It's right there. Here I am giving you a little bit of a, another uh, recommendation to make sure you do it. But it's right there. Just, you know, do what you got to do. Uh, email us, podcast at stayscrunchymilk.com. Uh, YouTube is Stays Crunchy. I have got the shows that weren't going up on YouTube, up on YouTube. I did that today. I had to manually create all of them and manually post them all because... Currently, I don't know how Spotify for podcasts posts to YouTube. Just doesn't do it like uh, Lipson used to do. And when we switched over uh, hosting, it got funky. But you're good. Uh, all the most uh, the most recent, the six episodes that weren't up there are up there now. And you can enjoy. And if that's where you want to listen to the show at, uh, some people do. Uh, we got shirts. We got merch. You know what I'm saying? Tpublic.com slash user slash stage crunch milk. All one word. You want to go buy a shirt? Go buy a shirt. It's dope. I tried. I told you I would try to put this new, this little 10 year logo that I created up on there. And T Public was like, I don't like it. So, whatever about that logo, T Public is like, nah, son. So, you won't be getting that particular logo. But I probably, I actually got a, there's a local uh, shirt manufacturer just literally around the corner from me. And I'm actually going to go see, I'll call them and see what they're talking about. And uh, I might get some 10 year uh, merch uh, created specifically by some local guys. So, supporting some local, uh, manufacturing and so forth and so on. Uh, feel free to give us a call. 216-264-6311. That's 216-264-6311. We'd certainly love to hear from you. And we got a quick little something-something from one, the Silver Coke who just text. That number works for phone calls, but it also works for a text message, which is, again, something we discovered with uh, with uh, on, on Crimp TCA. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <clears throat> this is just a little, a quick little something-something from uh, the Silver the Silver Coke also, who gets love because she hosted for a good good stretch of time when her brother was uh was out on paternity leave. So show love to, to her as well. The and seventh said, member of the show. Yes, coming off the bench. She said, episode 492, sue me, I'm behind. It wasn't a factory fuck up. It was the store fuck up, but it has to do with Wizards of the Coast naming the booster pack to similar with their new release. If you don't know what she's talking about, I was talking about how uh, the Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro called out the Pinkertons, the old school strike breakers, the Pinkertons, on a YouTuber for opening packs of Magic the Gathering cards that I guess he wasn't supposed to have yet. 
And that's because the store sold them to him. I mean, he bought them legitimately from the store. So it's not like he got, got them from a weird connect. He bought them those and but they still sent the, the, the man to come and get them. It's crazy. So thank you for that update on that story, uh, 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 Vanessa. Not my Vanessa, my, another Vanessa. See, there's two Vanessas in this family. Um, the Black Hour Tips. Y'all have a whole universe of things y'all do. You have a uh, 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 premium content. You have uh, how, how's that Keith and Girl show work? Is that behind a paywall or is that a? Uh... It's behind a paywall. We uh, recap their show for the week yeah. um, and just kind of talk to them about check up on them throughout the week and what they've been talking about. So if you're a Keith and the Girl fan, uh, you can uh, hear us recap it, and I think you can even get like a month free if you go sign up. Um, and use code TBGWT uh, uh, to, to listen to it if you, you're curious. Uh, of course, our show, uh, The Blackout Tips, we're currently having a sale on our premium stuff for four more days. Uh, coronavirus quarantine sale, uh, year three. Uh, yeah, we didn't see it coming either, guys. But uh, <laughs> we're, we're having a sale, so you guys can sign up if you want. And, um, yeah, just the regular show. Check us out. Um and uh, if you have HBO Max, check out Game Theory with Bomani Jones. Yes. Uh, I write for that show. So uh, I, I meant to yeah. ask you, then, how, is this writing strike affecting uh, just in general your uh, world <laughs> as, uh, as, as, I mean, as you are a union member? It's definitely affecting my world, but because of the way the money is set up and, you know, it's kind of people's issue. Isn't We're out of season right now, so mm-hmm. we're – like my money i've gotten all the money i'm getting except for residuals which won't come till sometime later in the year or next year possibly so um i'm like right now i'm the the main thing is affecting is we won't know what's going on with our season of our like if we get another season of the show because they're not even really bringing shit like that up right now right oh and then for especially for a show like ours and then uh, but most importantly, even more than the strike, is these mergers and shit. Like HBO Max is getting bought by like Discovery and all this shit, and so a lot of that business decision stuff is just out of our hands. It doesn't matter how good or bad your show is, uh, if you're not like a tentpole like game like Game of Thrones ass show, it did a lot of this shit is like we'll holler at y'all when uh, we decide what we're keeping and what we're not. So. Uh, in those ways it's affecting, but you know, I voted for the strike, staying with the other writers, and um, we definitely are not being paid uh, commensurate to our worth at the moment, especially in an industry that has invested so much money in so much content. I mean, people can't even yeah. keep up with it. The people that are responsible in a huge part for creating that content, making it good, are writers, and for our pay to stagnate while like ceos pay go up and shit is, is pretty fucking ridiculous yeah yeah it, it was a stat today um that i that i heard that it's 49 percent um make the minimum um and mm-hmm. that's not that's not right if it yeah. wasn't for the union people we'd make even less <laughs> that's, right like that's what's wild like they're paid like i on our show i i got paid the minimum for a writer um and yeah taxes come out of that if you have an agent if you have a manager they shit come out of that mm-hmm. um you're normally only getting paid for the time that the show is in season and if you sell and if you're in narrative where you like you sell a movie or some shit man who know when you're gonna see that money because like 
they'll hit you with like a upfront, like 10%, like holding fee of like, all right, now go write another, now go write the pilot episode, now go write a treatment. Okay, now go write an outline. Okay, write another outline. So you're going to be writing for months, sometimes years before your shit even gets to the screen. And it may take that thing going into production for you to actually get the rest of your fucking money. So you've been trying to make a make it work. That's why people are always trying to sell multiple pilots. You're trying to make, say, let's say you sold it for $100,000. They gave you $10,000. Bro, you're trying to make life happen for a year on $10,000 till you get the rest of your money. You know what I mean? Like, But people don't see that side of it. And a part of that's on the way people report these deals. They just see, oh, you sold a pilot for $100,000. You know, you you must got it made. And it's like, no, I, I'm my manager got fucking, you know, $10,000. My, my, my lawyer got $10,000. My agent got $10,000. Okay, that's seven. Taxes got $40,000. Okay, now I'm down to thirty. dollars uh, I only get 10% of that up front anyway. Okay, now I'm down to three. Like, uh, it, it's, it's hard to make it, but ends meeting, of course, our society is all fucked up and capitalistic and greedy and taking the side of the fucking billionaire. So you got people not batting an eye at the CEO of Netflix making $800 million a year or some shit uh, while, the, while, while then telling writers, y'all need to take a pay cut or y'all shouldn't want more money. You should do it for the love of work. It's, right. it's, it's, it's really ridiculous it's, right now. It's ridiculous. And my biggest thing and why I say a lot of people are stupid, a lot of people want to get paid for the work that they do, but it's okay for other people not to get paid for the work that they do. How make exactly. make sense. Yeah. Like, because when you go to work every day, you don't go to work for the love. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but they like I said, I'm fortunate. creative type to do it. Right. Yeah. I'm fortunate in that we have the podcast. We I make a living off of the podcast already. Um, the, I love doing the show, but if it, if the show went away or that job went away, I'd still be okay. And there's just a lot of writers who wouldn't even be okay. Right. And uh, so I stand with them in solidarity more than like out of necessity, you know. But yeah, we need to run us our fucking coins, dog. Oh, and then the last thing. I'm sorry. The last thing is this: we don't make money off of stream. That's the biggest thing. Which, actors do, though. Think about how much shit is streaming right now, right? Yeah. The people that write that <laughs> do not get the residual money from streaming. That is not covered by the minimums. So they so they pay people even less than what they pay you to do the minimum on a TV show that's on cable or network TV. Mm-hmm. So it, it's got to change, man. Like... It doesn't make sense. We all just say how many streaming platforms we have and how much we pay yeah. for them and no commercials and shit. I don't get none of that. That's crazy. That doesn't even make sense. Well, it seems to all be coming to a head all at the same time. Uh, I, I believe uh, I, I read or heard that uh, SAG's uh, contract is up here in a couple of months as well as the Director's Guild. Mm-hmm. And yes, so uh, if everybody's contracts is up and everybody going to stand together in solidarity, and it looks like everybody seems to be saying we're going to stand together in solidarity. Teamsters refuse to cross picket lines, so Teamsters do almost all the back end work of of production, and so if they ain't showing up to work, nothing's getting done until hopefully they do right by these uh, by these groups. And uh, we, you know, we live we live in this country that don't do right by people. But I am hopeful because it's not even a huge amount that that's being requested. I think it's like two percent, three percent. It's not so not outlandish. Mm -mm. Yeah, but 
again, I, I said it last week. I'm going to repeat it again this week. We support union in this operation. That's just is what it is. We go and we will continue to to, to show love for that. Uh, I told y'all. I've always told y'all. And, and Rod, you may not know that, but I constantly say, "Why well, go watch Game Theory?" Because it's a dope ass show. Uh, okay. And and, and, and he you. writes on it, and uh, like I said, I watched. I have watched every episode of it and enjoyed watching it week in week out. Add to that the backstory. You know what I'm saying if you listen to Black Guy Tips, you get all the story of how a good a good bit of that production comes together. Bruh, it's a delight. So thank you, thank you. No, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> um, what's up, Skin Pot? Happy anniversary! You guys are the longest running. Cleveland Podcast. We appreciate you guys. Y'all doing y'all thing. You know, and I, I think, let me, for those who don't know, this is Delvin Cox, host of the Delvin Cox Experience. But more importantly, we're here to celebrate these brothers because I think this is a really cool thing. One of the things I've always said about podcasting is that it's one of those things that no one can take away from you. It's your true voice. And more importantly, it's your legacy. And you guys have a legacy that goes way back. So, so far back, like when y'all started, your kids were kids. Now they're not kids anymore. They're growing up, you know. So I think it's cool that you guys have built this thing that will probably long outlive y'all. You know, as long as this podcast around, you know, you can just go up there and you can Google Skim Pod and you can find your podcast. You can hear your thoughts and opinions. It's almost like a time capsule, you know. Back in the days, they used to have the time capsules in school. This was way before all of our time, like in the 50s, 60s. You bury your stuff in the ground, and then 20 years later, another generation picks it up and kind of, oh, look what what my grandparents buried or some shit like that. I don't know. Some dumb shit they used to do back in the days. Now you don't have to do that. Now we have things like YouTube, podcasts, and things like that. And you guys have kind of got this time capsule that people can go back from years ago and listen to your comments and your concerns and your thoughts and then come back today and hear probably different thoughts and opinions because you've been going so long. They can they can go back and hear you guys grow as men and almost become who you are today and I think that's a really cool thing that you guys one that you guys have been doing it for so long like almost as long as podcasts for that matter so and two you know just the fact that you're still going strong you're still putting that episode you're still putting that product you're still putting in that work you know I think that's a really cool thing and I, I appreciate you guys I appreciate having you guys as friends brothers I also appreciate that you guys not only inspire me but inspire others to keep going keep doing the podcasting thing and you kind of built this cool lane for yourselves that no one else can touch, man. It's your legacy. You guys are now, for lack of a better word to say it, you guys are the legacy act now. Y'all are like the De La Soul of podcasting. Y'all are that group that you can kind of depend on and listen to and not only know what you're going to get, but you know the guys. You grow accustomed to their voices. You know their personalities and I think that's really cool that you guys have been doing it so long that there's people out there who kind of grew up with you guys so keep that in mind enjoy your anniversary. know that you guys are important and appreciate it love you guys peace there you go people that, that is what it is uh, that is the 216 zone Tatum 216 um, thank you for listening everybody that is Lunchbox 2099 
Ah, cha, 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 cha. <laughs> <laughs> that is Rod, aka Rodimus Prime. Uh, thanks for having me, y'all. All to the good. That is say that again. That is in D A T, aka Karen. Oh, thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy to have y'all on there. I, again, you just, happy you just don't know. Thank happy you so very much. much. It, 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 it is a. Uh, Y'all stayed crunchy for 10 years. <laughs> it's real out here. Uh, thank you to Vanessa, my lady Vanessa, who uh, uh, helped make this show become a thing. Like I said, uh, the very first episode, she edited for me, and then she went on a trip to Germany, and the next show, I had to edit my damn self. It's terrible. <laughs> Did not have her with me when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't exist without her because she she helped make it make it what it is and it continues to exist because I have her support and that's dope. Uh props to my kids, of course. Thank you, mama, because I know my mama listened. Thank you, big brother. I know you out here listening too. Sometimes my big sister listen. I love you, Alicia. It is also the good. I am the internet's Tayro 713. You have just been podcast too, and I know you loved it. We will see you next week. Peace. What the fuck happened to you, man? Your ass used to be beautiful.